0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Stassi. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited to have the second episode of my new podcast series called Real Life with Stassi. And I'm so excited to have my returning guest, uh, Nardville, in here today. Thank you so much for coming back.
1: Hey, I'm glad to be back. Appreciate it. Honestly, I really enjoyed last episode. Yeah, people
0: really loved our first episode. eh?
1: That was awesome. Yeah, I did.
0: I had so much fun talking about it. It was just kind of like freeing to talk about being sober Mm -hmm. of just like you can have fun in your life that doesn't involve alcohol. Now, the topic we're having talking about today may require you (laughs) to have a drink. I don't know about you, but planning a wedding has been something I would have never expected um, from start to finish. But before we get in. This is anyone's first podcast. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: My name is Jannard. I am a videographer, photographer, um, living out here in uh, Southern California, living the dream of trying to live that dream, I guess. Um, I'm also a Sims 4 content creator, and I am engaged to a beautiful woman of the name Lisa.
0: (gasps) I'm so that's so sweet okay how long have you and lisa been together
1: um july will be five years because we met in 2018 okay off a social media or social dating app and we went on a couple dates and yeah since then i couldn't get rid of her and she couldn't get rid of me so here we are five years in the making of uh, just a beautiful relationship so
0: i love that okay i have to ask was it tinder
1: it was Hinge. It was Hinge. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like our age range, like everybody meets on either Tinder, Hinge, Bumble. I met I met Jason on Tinder. Um, I've talked to his podcast, like how I met him. So he messaged me on October fourteenth, twenty sixteen, in the morning. Um, you knew the
1: actual date too, because
0: it was actually our first date. So oh, wow. okay. he messaged me. It was ten fourteen in the morning. Um, because I literally woke up to like my phone buzzing because the night before I was making I made about two hundred cupcakes for the Humane Wait, society. did you
1: say in October too?
0: October, yeah, October fourteenth, so sixteen.
1: Oh my god! So he he so he messaged you at ten fourteen. Yeah. On ten fourteen. On
0: ten fourteen. There you go. I guess
1: that's where you're going, right? Where you that, going with exactly that? That's exactly it. Oh. Yeah. So oh, okay. go ahead, continue, I was continue.
0: like, because I was like, oh like, man, this is like in the stars. So anyways, so I was up really late um I had to make I was making cupcakes the night before so a lot of people you guys know I was a I was a baker um and this was one of my first really big jobs where it was myself it was me doing it and I made 200 cupcakes for the humane society so I was up to like 4 30 in the morning and I was just you know living my single life and I get this text message at like 10 14 I was like fuck is messaging me like everyone knows I'm dead and I see it's Tinder and I look and I, I at this point, I wasn't even gathering names of like real people. I was grabbing nicknames because like if, if I had to learn your real name, like you had to be something special. So my fiance's profile, he had um, he was sitting in a field and then he had a mohawk because he was uh, is soft uh, for anybody mm. in Canada. Uh, they would know that is like um, it's like an off campus university thing. It's just basically being like, you're helping people uh, in university and you, you're you like part of a, he was off campus, he was an off-campus soft. So he had purple hair and I was like, oh, it's purple hair mohawk guy. um, Cause he was he, on his profile. He's like, I'm a t-shirt. So I was like, oh, this fucker's smart. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I have to, like messaging and um, we like after an hour, we we're just talking like nonstop and he like he says like I love because in my profile I had I love Batman um, a culinary student I love John Oliver I love Sailor Moon and I don't do one night stands like this is not like if that's what you're looking for like keep moving on and he says he's like oh I really like uh, Batman John Oliver is one of my favorite shows and uh, Sailor Moon has always been really special to me and I was like within an hour of talking to him I was like I have to meet you tonight I literally messaged him I was like I have to meet you like I, I, oh, I like wow. I'm free.
1: Aggressive with it. Nice. I'm, yeah, I
0: was like <laughs> I'm free tonight. Do you want to do anything? And then like an hour later, he messaged back. He's like, Yeah, for sure. Like let's let's go. So I am um, my fun dating stories is Jen. So um I had just gotten out of a really toxic seven year relationship um with my first ever boyfriend and I didn't really know what dating was when I was 23 because I hadn't been single since I was 15. So I didn't really know what to do. So I used to just go to the same restaurant with all the same Tinder guys and the servers knew who I was. They're like, <laughs> I'd order the same thing and it'd be a different guy every, every couple of days. And I said to, to Jason, I was like, oh, like, why don't we just go to like Jack Astor's? And he's like, no, let's go to Molly Bloom's. Like, I, I, I want to take you there. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I'm like, I'm getting ready. And I went to the bar. I had just finished an, an eight hour day, barely any makeup on ripped jeans and an, uh, an adidas shirt and a scarf and he comes down I come down the stairs because he's waiting for me he shoots up like fucking fireworks lagging me down like oh, you're here for me you're here for me <laughs> and I'm like okay
1: nice
0: I love this we t- we chatted for an hour and he like we were very similar like that was something I, I noticed right off the gate um like we were twins And I was a little nervous at first because I was scared that we were too much similar, that like we wouldn't get along. But we go on a first date and I go back to his place and I brag of how much a nerd I am about like Rick and Morty. And he doesn't believe me because I'm so attractive. I can't like Rick and Morty. I was like, I'm going to prove you wrong so um anybody remembers um the first episode of brick and morty when they do the um intergalactic television and they do the two brothers theme song now i have a hidden talent kids i actually know that theme song from start to finish wow. and i we watched the episode and i'm going in there and i am just wailing and getting every bit right and he is like he's like yeah like that's awesome <laughs> And I was like, yeah, this is really cool. I was like, we should go on another date. Uh, let's let's take it a week from now. It's fine. And he's like, yeah, for sure. Um, so I got like deathly ill the next day. Um, I had like bronchitis and mm. like, I couldn't, I actually had to cancel our date. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm really sick, but can we do like a couple days from now? Like, give me a couple more days. Let me get this medication in my body and we're good to go. So my second date comes in. I have a fever. I am sweating. Like I am so sick. I am wearing my Gryffindor scarf because it was <laughs> new at that time. Nice. And I had a gray bodysuit on and, th- and I will literally attach a photo to this if I can in here. You can see the makeup pouring off my face to how sick I am. I look wet. So and he's at the end, he's like, I love you. Like, is I love you? Like this is great. Like, let's let's do this again. And I we leave. And I go in for a kiss, he goes in for a hug. And I was oh, like, man, oh my god, this is okay. So I'm like, okay. So now we're near Halloween. I get myself invited over um to his Halloween party. And I dress like a slutty cat. Because what else do you dress up? <laughs> like I look like I wear more clothes now under my clothes than I did that night. Like I had a like the tightest shorts on. And I was really skinny back then. So I like, my boobs were out and I wore hooker heels. And um, I like show up at his house. He was like floored. So backstory for that. So at his Halloween party, I show up with my girlfriend, Sierra, who's my maid of honor. Mm-hmm. And she has her boyfriend at the time. He can't get an Uber. So we have to go and pick him up in our Uber, get back to my Like Jason's house party, and then I realized that he they want to go to the bar. I don't have ID because I was an idiot because I had I didn't there was no clothes right nowhere to put there's nowhere to put it, and I didn't think we were going. So we had to Uber back to our house with my Sierra's boyfriend and Sierra, and I'm like, this kid thinks I'm ditching him, (laughs) and so then we get to Western. I've never been to Western before, so I'm lost. I don't know where the fuck I'm going, and then I see a crew member. Person from his crew hanging out because she was a dragon, and I was like, "That's the dragon from the party. We got to follow the dragon." Like we show up two hours later to this Dang. like after party, and I'm like, "I'm so sorry." And he's like, "It's okay." And then like we, I got really drunk as one does, and his girlfriend, like his girlfriend cat, which is in our wedding party on his side as a ladies man or whatever the guy's girl version of a man of honor is. And she looks at me and she's like, "Uh, if you break Toasty's heart, I will kill you. And I look at her and I laugh. And I was like, I just did the same speech to my best friend's new boyfriend. I believe you more, though. And she was just like, okay, like you, like you're a strong ass lady. And then we're waiting for our Uber back to his place. And he kisses me. And it was, it was so magical. And then we were just like, we've been together ever since. Like we've never taken a break. So this would be our seventh year
1: together. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, I just want to rewind real quick. If you can explain how you felt when you went in for the kiss and he went in for the hug, like, was there any like moment of awkwardness or he didn't even realize you were going in for the kiss?
0: I don't think he realized it. And I told him after then oh, I was okay. like, and he was coming in for the hug. So I literally texted him. I was like, maybe next time I can have a kiss. And oh, okay. he was like, oh, no, if I yeah. would have known. Yeah. But something that was out of the norm for me at this time is I actually wanted to get to know him
2: mm-hmm.
0: because the other random Tinder guys I was with, like I was. I didn't really care to know them, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, yeah. yeah. It, the, this is the weirdest thing so like i said i had i had to meet him like that night
1: that diet, i'm yeah.
0: getting ready and all i'm thinking of is this guy is the rest of my life and i can't wait another moment i have wow to meet him.
1: so you knew i right knew there, i knew
0: the right then and there that like he yeah, was gonna be my crazy. forever and then i have a text message that i sent to my best friend, Sierra, maid of honor, like the night of the Halloween party after our first kiss, I literally texted, like, I'm going to marry this guy. Like, I just knew. Like, everyone says, they're like, you know when you meet the one, and I thought it was bullshit. Like, I was just like, yeah, whatever, because like, I thought my first love, I thought like I was going to marry him, and I always knew in the back of my mind that I never was going to, and then when I met Jason, like, I knew within seconds that I was like, "This this is the man for me. Like this, I, I have to marry this guy. So.
1: Wow. Yeah, there you go. And then when is your wedding?
0: My wedding is September 23rd, 2023. But there's an asterisk to that. It should have been September 25th, 2021. Then it should have been September 25th, 2022. And now it's mm. September 23rd, 2023. Okay. We are a COVID wedding. Um, mm. For anybody who's listening to this and knows, my heart goes out to you. It has been a fucking nightmare trying to get married throughout the pandemic and just having to push everything continuously and just kind of getting the pushback from the venues we were very lucky we were very like our venue and photographers were absolutely amazing but it was just kind of more of like the family aspect of like this like because we've had to do three rounds of save the dates um and I and at the end they're like is this the real date and I was actually getting really offended and they were joking about it like ha 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 and to me i'm like i just want to marry my best friend okay like you guys don't get it but anyways enough about jen right now i want to hear i want to hear your love story i want to hear your me cute
1: all right so you want to meet you want to know about how we met and everything yeah
0: i want to i want to hear it all share it with us
1: all right well just like your situation it's all about that first message you know so Mm -hmm. i think what happened was i had messaged so you know how i don't know if you know how hinge were it might be different now because this was almost five years ago Mm -hmm. um usually you have three photos or maybe three or four photos and then you have uh, answer to a question that you can pick from, from okay. their generic questions. Oh, okay. And so I think what I ended up doing was responding to one of her photos. Cause that's the only way you can message somebody at that time on hinge mm-hmm. was through their photos or an answer from a question they've answered on mm-hmm. the app. And so I responded to a photo that had something about, this is the place where you can get the best margaritas and tacos and i right then knew that i knew the restaurant i knew the place i was like hands down it's got to be cantina mayo you know hands down and she right wrote back and was like oh my god you're right so i was like okay so that's how we first hit it off Mm -hmm. and so i think within a week or so i was like well let's just meet up and grab like tacos on taco tuesday it wasn't the place that it's typically the place that we would normally go to but we mm-hmm. went to another spot that had really good tacos because she liked that place too
2: mm-hmm. and they
1: had better happy hour because there's not like really happy hour at that place that she posted the picture about mm-hmm. um and so yeah we went we hit it off and it, just, it well, no, you just like you said, you just know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously our story isn't as crazy as yours, where you went and had the first date the day he messaged you or anything, or there was no standing, almost getting stood up kind of situations. But but we just clicked, we vibe, you know, and it was, mm-hmm. and we like the same stuff, like we like certain music, you know, and her, one of her favorite bands is like Tegan and Sarah. And there's a specific song that i really like by tegan and sarah that's i'm not like a huge tegan and sarah fan but there is this one song that i really like that i can i'll rock with and put on my playlist on spotify mm-hmm. and that happens to be one of her favorite songs so i was like oh yeah i love that song there's, there's a song by tegan and sarah that i just live by it's well i don't live by it but i just love it mm-hmm. and it's called 19. and she's okay. oh my god that's like it's just, oh my god that's like one of my favorite songs and i was like oh that's cool um, and so anyway, so we were vibing over like music, vibing over, f- over food, mm-hmm. and then uh, I got a kiss that night too. I went ahead and kissed her. And then the next day or the same night I was like, well, let's just link up and hang out again.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: sure enough, the next day we went and grabbed food before she went out to see her family in LA. So, so we went from back to back dates and I just knew there was something there and I just and so from there, we just kept, you know, seeing each other and then before you know it it's like. Two months in you're kind of asking ourselves like I guess we've been dating this whole time and so yeah so ever since then we've been dating. um, And then we moved in with each other and then mm-hmm. um you know obviously she was waiting for that that question at some point to pop up and so when I went home back in November of last year. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, I think it's time. I think she, I, I'm all about surprises. I like surprising people. Mm-hmm. I like to get that, that shock and awe effect, you know? Like, so when I was home, I was like, she, she can't be expecting me to propose on a family trip, you know, going back home and having Thanksgiving with my family. So what I did was I thought maybe we'll spend the day in Raleigh, mm-hmm. Raleigh, North Carolina, and i will have my family because i knew she was going to say yeah so i said mom so i was like well i'll have my family do like a surprise engagement party for us so they'll be already at the house waiting for us to get back after i proposed so you know we did some stuff downtown raleigh during the days just for pacing purposes and then i took her to the park there's like this really nice park, one of the oldest parks in all of north carolina and mm-hmm. so I took her there and we was going across this bridge and um, that's when I knew that's the spot that I was going to propose, get on one knee. Yeah. And so as soon as she was walking with her back facing me, I got on one knee because I got quiet and got on one knee. She turned around and said, oh my God, are you for real? And boom, that's how it happened. then we drove from Raleigh to my hometown and then that was another big bit of the surprise to see my family congratulating us for our engagement. Um, and so we decided to have our wedding slightly around the time I proposed, which was mm-hmm. in November. So, so yeah, we we'll, our wedding set for November 10th.
0: That's so exciting. Um, okay. So I have to ask who said, I love you first.
1: Um, you know what? I think I slipped and said, I love you first only because we had this saying, we would go like, I really like you, you know, we'll go like, I really like you a lot kind of thing and so i instead of me saying i really like you a lot i actually slipped and said i love you and oh. then she was like oh i love you too because uh, she knew i think she just knew like the way we say i really like you or yeah. you know that's that's us kind of saying that we love each other
0: that's that's so cute
1: what about you who was the first to say i love you
0: it was me and it was four days after da- starting to date each other, like officially wow. date each other. Um, um, uh, mm, mm. okay. So fun, awkward fact. So, Jason asked me to be his girlfriend. Uh, the day after Donald Trump became president, we had just left a the theater to see Doctor Strange, and we get it. We get it on our phones that Donald Trump is now president, and he did not want to ask me to to be his girlfriend the same day as that because that day was obviously being marked in infamy for the rest of the rest. So he waited till the next day. And then Jason used to travel a lot for work and uh, he was actually leaving for two weeks after. So um, I was at home uh, going to visit my parents um, anybody who knows my parents in real life uh, knows that they like to drink. And I used to, at that point, really like to indulge because I was 23 years old and it was free alcohol. So I just drank a bottle of champagne at Forever on Bliss. And I message him. I'm like, I'm drunk. That's usually what's my indication. I'm drunk. I, I will let everybody know.
1: The, tru- the truth comes out when the you're drunk. The truth comes
0: out. And I, I was like, yeah, I love you. And I just texted it. And he read it. And didn't say anything. Uh oh. For a couple hours, and okay, okay. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I've just... I cried. I was like, "I've oh, just no. ruined this." I'm so sad. And then and he had
1: been, his. Okay, he had his red mess, so you could tell if you read. I it could, or not. Yeah, I could
0: tell that he read oh, it. Oh man! You gotta and turn then those off. I, and then he was like, "So he said it." The, he said it the next day. But the reason he took so long is no girl. That was not like his mom or like his aunt had ever said. I loved loved you before, like that I was his first, and he didn't know how to respond. So the next day, he texts me saying like I love you back, and it was just like Aww. ah, it was very cute, and I I understand yeah. where he was coming from because that's understandable. I throw I love you around pretty, uh, loosely. I think that's pretty. I literally end most things like love you. Mm-hmm. um yeah, But yeah. to to him, that's a really important statement that he wanted to make sure that he was ready to say, um, "I love you." Before he was really like going to say it, and and he said it, and I felt better after. And I was just like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Oh," like literally four days after he asked me to do his girlfriend, Ooh. I was like, "Love you," and. Um, yeah, I was going to say here and tell you when I accidentally texted him that I've never sobered up faster in my life. <laughs> I
1: was I like, what the it. fuck did I just do? I believe
0: it. I was like, oh, and he f-. had
1: you sit for a minute. For a he had me sitting. I cou-
0: I literally was crying to Sierra, my best friend, also my yeah. roommate at the time. She was on a date with her ex-boyfriend, well, her then boyfriend, ex-boyfriend now. And I like, I said, I love you. <laughs> back and she like canceled her date and like came oh, home and we like watched i want to say avatar and ate fries and cried it out and i was like okay oh, yeah.
1: i think i ruined it
0: i think i ruined yeah. it um if anybody who knows me in real life uh they know me as i'm pretty intense so it wasn't shocking to anybody that like i was like i have to meet you tonight and i was the first one to say i love you anyone who like knows me i give it 110 percent and everything that I do um but I actually have a question for you that's I mm-hmm. I have I have to ask this um so you like you talk, you talk about your relationship and you do what was there like one moment that stood out to you that you're like I have I'm gonna marry her was there any like
1: one moment um honestly there's been probably a lot uh, okay. I can't remember or recall the first moment but um, some of the moments for me that stood out was definitely during the pandemic, I think, like the start okay. of the pandemic, knowing like this may or may not be the worst ex- ex- situation that mm-hmm. we might ever have to get through just as a couple.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But that just made me realize how much we support each other through what could potentially be one of the worst moments of our lives mm-hmm. and just seeing how well we were able to. Be a team together Mm
2: -hmm. made
1: me realize more like this is definitely if we can get through this we can get through anything because i like i'm more of the support kind of like i like that that was one of the reasons that i felt like this was the one okay and just the fact that we just can just like just just the simple things of like knowing like we i could we could be in the same room Mm-hmm. and we're happy because we're in the same room we don't have to entertain each other that's when i was like very low maintenance on that part I was like oh okay cool like this this is the one like i don't have mm-hmm. to be all up on her and all the all 24 24- i mean it's nice to be up on people but like not 24 7 you know so just those little those little things that just connect our puzzle pieces can like certain things connected together like puzzle pieces if that made sense that's when i noticed like mm-hmm. my puzzle piece of like knowing that i don't need to be up on someone 24 7 mm-hmm. her connected with her puzzle piece of knowing like she doesn't need to be up on someone 24 7 you know so it was just like a perfect fit of all of our our needs and desires and stuff like that
0: i like that um for us it was it was pretty quickly to realize like I'm a huge weirdo in real life. I mean, you guys have listened now to like potentially like 110 podcasts and mm. you guys know I'm pretty, I kind of say whatever comes to my mind. Please know that that's actually pretty toned down for like real life. I will just say whatever flies into my mind. Not, he has never once made me feel small in that aspect he always like laughs of anything I have to say because he's also a weirdo and we just embrace each other because in both of our previous relationships our partners have told us to like stop like you're being weird like you're like you're like why are you saying these things and it we actually just encourage each other to be like the two biggest weirdos um like I don't even there. know what
1: weird even means anymore. You know, what is even defined as a weirdo? I feel like we're all weirdos in our own way. If if that, I don't even know the terminology of what a weirdo is anymore. If you,
0: if you spent an hour and a half with us in real life, you would be like, these two are weirdos, but they are meant for each other because we can literally just go, like our banter is just on point. Like we can just keep going. Like there's no stopping us. Like once we're on a banter train, and we'll like we don't like the week like we could be in a room with a hundred people and we want we will not notice anybody else because we're just having fucking the greatest time of just like literally just having fun now back okay hey, back to wedding stuff because we actually have not yeah yeah, about yeah, weddings. yeah 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 oh,
1: I know right oh, okay
0: God. I know I think We have to change like, the
1: title let's change we could change let's, the title let's,
0: let's relationships okay, okay. Three. uh yeah. no it's, it's still wedding we're, we're this is gonna yeah, fr- yeah. primarily focus on weddings now I have to ask you said your girlfriend now, fiance left hints. Fiance, I'm curious man. to see what the hints were versus the ones I left for Jason. So, what kind of hints did she leave you?
1: That um, well, in regards to what?
0: Being engaged. I want to, I want. Oh. I want you to ask me to marry me. Like, what did she do? Um, did she give you like a wedding. She didn't magazine? give me no
1: hints. She, she didn't give you like, no hints. She was more uh, not I ain't gonna say aggressive, but she just knew she knew we were gonna obviously at some point get engaged. Mm-hmm. Um but then I think she, we had a conversation. She was like, I don't know when, but um, I would like to know that there is a potential of us getting married soon, like mm-hmm. soon. And like, she didn't give me like an ultimatum or anything like that, but it was just more like, like uh, I'm not gonna force you or I'm not gonna pressure you, but I would like to know if we're gonna try to make that our next movement, mm-hmm. our next step, and in, in, in at least in another couple of years. Um, And then I think I hinted at least within a year of before proposing um, that I would like to know like what her current preferences are in regards to what kind of ring or whatever she might like just in case. Just so that way, even if I'm not planning, it won't look too weird Mm -hmm. two months down the line if I'm actually looking at a ring. Like I want to know these things before I actually... Mm-hmm. start buying looking into it so then that way it gives me like six months to you know to still give her a surprise or whatever maybe it'll die off a little bit because there was moments where she was like man I thought you were going to propose because we went all the way up to Julian I'm like "Nope." and then we were going to Europe too so I was like I hope I know she probably thinks I'm going to propose in Europe but I was like nah I'm not going to do that because then that's stealing the fire and the thunder to the actual wedding that we were going to like I'm not going to propose mm-hmm. during our trip to go to go to a wedding so
0: yeah okay so so you, obviously you picked out her ring like she, you she based gave on you her what preferences, she, yeah. based on her preferences can I ask you what her preferences were
1: uh her preferences was she's wanted something less traditional like she okay. wanted something more unique like it could be a little more like old school with maybe some like random like other okay. little things on it. Um, and then she also wanted more of an oval shape, okay. Type, um, she kind of liked the uh, what's that, like a like a uh, what do they call it? It's like an oval, yeah,
0: yeah, I know something, she... yeah, it, and, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the Bella swan ring where it's a yeah. little bit bigger yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: so okay. she wanted something like that uh, didn't have to be necessarily um, I don't know like she wanted something like a real like diamond cut versus the mosaic or, or Masanti mm-hmm. or whatever um, didn't have to be too flashy because she wanted the more of an old school type mm-hmm. of vibe so uh, and also she wanted uh, what's the name that's that Beveled. She wanted more of a, not beveled. Okay. I don't know that. I'm, see, I'm a, I'm a typical person that don't really go that doesn't really have the terminology for rings and the shapes mm-hmm. and the types of uh, bands or whatever. Um, but she also wanted like little diamonds on the band as well. Okay. So Okay. okay so she I wanted that.
0: that. Okay. So you've now gotten the ring. You've now, you've been able to get the ring that she wanted. Mm-hmm. You have it in your, how long did you have the ring? Versus how before you proposed to her.
1: Um, one, two, three. See, got it in September. Think I bought the ring in. uh, Think September. Okay. Early October. I think I got it in early October of last year, and I proposed in November of November twenty November twenty second.
0: Okay, so what did you do with the ring for that long? I just actually
1: um well since this is an audio podcast i kept it in a a little jason mask box that i knew she wouldn't open it up or whatever so i had it in a little ring box that i got from the jeweler and i put that into a little jason mask box that i got for christmas that year or the following year in 2021 Mm -hmm. sorry 2020 and then uh 2021 and then yeah i just kept it in there and then i went to go to la to uh see her dad and that mm-hmm. was the only time i took it out of that jason box was to put it in my pocket and drive mm-hmm. to la to ask her dad's for her uh daughter's hand in marriage yeah uh, and i showed him the ring no no i actually i didn't bring the ring with me no i didn't even bring the ring with me that's right duh i just showed him a picture of what i got and then, okay yeah. mm-hmm.
0: i got you um yeah, yeah, okay yeah. so you got the ring, you got the permission mm-hmm. what was going through your mind um when you proposed did you have a a big rehearsed speech or was it like yo do you want to do this
1: um I wanted to let the scenario take its course like I wanted to however I'm feeling whatever I feel like I need to say Mm -hmm. I'll say it then and I wanted to because I felt like it'd be a little bit more natural because if I try to plan something out then I feel like I would, and plus I figured she wouldn't be listening. Like she would be a little overwhelmed. Like, I don't think she remember what I said. Like, I think I just kept it brief because I was already a little worried that, cause she had already said, oh my God, I'm on this bridge. Like I, I hate heights, I'm afraid of heights. So I was trying to get a picture of her. And so I was already like, oh man, I kind of forgot about the fact that she might not like being on this bridge, but the bridge is not even that high up, so. Mm-hmm. It's just a little small bridge that arched over a pond mm-hmm. it was cute I'm telling you and, it's, and it was during the fall so in North Carolina there's like a lot of trees but when the leaves are starting to fall because it's you know autumn
0: mm-hmm.
1: the leaves look orange and green and yellow oh so it's fancy- mm-hmm. so so the backdrop was nice um so yeah that was what was going through my mind was like she's probably a little anxious. I'm getting a little anxious because, you know, I'm about to get on my knee and I'm like, who's, who's around? I'm looking around. Like, I don't want nobody to, you know, cause you know, you want it to be private. You don't want, you don't want an audience. So, um, and so when I got down on my knee, I was like, I just said what came out in the top of my head. It was just like, you know, I want to live my life. I can't see my life without you. I said something like that. Like, I can't see my life without you. And, you know, I just want to, just to continue on and, and make this and live this life with you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, will you marry me? That's That's so simple like that. That's so
0: cute. And you were smart to do that because anybody who's about to propose their significant other, listen up from the other side. The person getting the ring has no idea what you're saying. They'll never remember what they're saying. Like I literally, the world stopped. I -hmm. couldn't hear anything. Like I was in shock. I didn't know what to. F- I didn't know what to do. I was just like, oh
1: So how did you pro- all right, So how did he propose oh and my what God. was going through your head? And okay. did you cry?
0: I have to set the stage dramatically. This proposal was something. Okay. So uh we went so Chicago is one of my favorite cities uh, in the whole world. I've been a lot of places, but Chicago's a place I've always felt home at. So for my 26th birthday, usually for my birthdays every year, we travel somewhere. So for my 26th birthday, I have all of my girlfriends and in Chicago with Jason and a little, a little further backsters. This is 2019. So he got the ring uh, like August 9th. He proposed to me August 16th, the same week that we bought our car. So he mm-hmm. had an engagement ring in his pocket the day we bought our car
1: together. Y'all bought a car together. Yeah, so That's it's his couple... car, okay. but like it's, oh, our, okay.
0: it's our, it's our, it's our, it's a, it's a, it's our car. He it's it's in his name. He paid for the car, but like I now pay for like the pay like the payments and the insurance and all that great stuff. Got so it. he he does it. So I didn't know this at the time. So the engagement ring is sitting in his pocket as we're literally shopping for cars. So set the stage. We're in Chicago, and now i know so before we go he's acting weird like really weird like very secretive like i was like oh like baby can i help you pack he slams the door in my face and he's like i know you're dead and i'm like okay
1: so he was being weird he was being weird okay
0: so anyway so now we have our car and we are driving to see my parents And I want to stop and see them really quickly because it was also, like, I was going to miss my birthday. And I wanted to, like, yo, here's my birthday. Get me those cards. Need that birthday cash. Um, Love my parents, but, like, birthday cash. So I go downstairs, and I have to grab something. And I come up to the end of this conversation of my dad. I can hear my dad saying from the top of the stairs, I can't help you pay for it. That's the only thing I could hear i was like what the fuck is that the fuck and i and they're like hi hi, jenny hi
1: oh and i'm
0: like hi everyone let's go because we need to drive to detroit so we can get on a 16 hour train to chicago so my fiance's jason's plan was to propose to me at the bean okay so i didn't know that so i was like i told him like i'm setting the stage for you it's my 26th birthday all of my best girlfriends are here like this is like the time. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, you kind of already was I, trying to set it up I was for kind him. of,
0: I also, also backstory, I picked my ring. I okay. picked, I picked the exact one I wanted mm-hmm. and I sent it to him. And, and were you,
1: did you also hint or were you like, this is oh, what a ring I want. This, this is you, the ring I you want to propose.
0: No, oh, no, this, okay. there was no hints. This was, you All are right. going to propose to me. This is oh, the okay. ring you're going to do. Again, we're talking someone who said, I love you after four days yeah, yeah, of yeah. dating. This is not out of the norm for me. I wanted to pick my ring and this is, I'm going to, we'll come back to the story, but like, I wanted to pick it because this is a ring that I'm going to wear for the rest of my life and I sure. wanted to like it. I wanted to, I wanted to like it. Not enough, that I don't think yes. he would not pick something I wouldn't like, but it was something that was important to me that I got to look down and see this is exactly what I wanted. Cause I have heard women look at the rings that their fiancés give them and it's not mm-hmm. what they wanted. And I mm-hmm. and they don't have the balls to say something. I have the balls to pick out my ring. I picked it out on Etsy. It is a princess cut. And I was like, here's the here's the link. Buy it. And he's like, okay. Nice. Yep. I again I have no shame in the game. Because I, I my wedding band, I've picked it out. It is the most basic wedding band you could possibly imagine. There's no stones on it. There's nothing it's a like very small band and on the inside mine will say moon and his will say mask so we're always sailor moon and tuxedo mask together no matter where we are anyways so back to the story so we're in chicago and the friday night um we are going to the river cruise i have everybody dressed up i am i am prepared to get proposed so at this trip My girlfriends are staying in one room. I have another girlfriend and her now husband in one room. And I was with Jason. So I would always leave 15 minutes before the, um, wherever we were doing. So I could like hang out with the girls. So if he had to put the ring in his pocket, he could. Okay. So the river cruise comes and goes and I'm not proposed to. And my Uh heart shattered i was like this is perfect we're all dressed up we're all here okay so more backstory to this engagement so the like the woman before i talked about the dragon from the from the halloween party so that used to be my friend sophia and used to is a very casual term we were we were good friends uh we our friendship didn't make it throughout the pandemic um i would say her friend our friendship completely changed on this trip because she tried making my birthday trip about her and my rider dies were there and they were like no Mm. this is jenny's birthday trip yeah so she was trying to take over everything we had this trip planned for months she didn't want to do anything about it and i was like so she was pissing off all of my girlfriends my rider dies my Sierra, Rachel, and Tristan, my ride or die bitches. Like I will, I will take a bullet for all three of these ladies. Mm. And I was getting so frustrated. Cause I was like, I just want to like, I literally, the Saturday, my uh, I think it was Tristan or Rachel and Sophia had gotten at it that like the dinner the night before, like fighting, like verbally fighting with one another. And I oh. cried to my fiance. I was like, I just want to go home. Okay, like, I thought I was gonna get proposed to, I'm not gonna get proposed to, I'm just over this trip, I just can't, and I am crying my eyes out, and he's, and I was like, and he's, now he's told me after, I was looking at the ring, because originally, (laughs) we were supposed to go to the Bean, we were supposed to go to the Bean on Friday, that didn't happen, because Sophia had something she rather had to do, and then we're supposed to go to the Bean on Saturday, and then that didn't happen, so... It just the being kept getting pushed. He was also being weird throughout this entire trip, like he was just kind of being like really like. like, I mean, hey, yeah, it's like, hey, do you like do you want anything? No, fine, because that's not that's not like him, right? So I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with everybody. I want to go home. So Saturday night, I cry my eyes out to him, and again, he's staring at the ring. I we go out for dinner, we go back to the hotel room, we get fucking plastered and watch hgtv i'm like okay we're gonna turn this trip around so sunday we go shopping and we're gonna go to the bean and but we're first we're gonna go out for breakfast so we go out for breakfast at cheesecake factory and i'm like rubbing my my leg uh, my hand on his leg and i'm gonna be like baby i don't know what's going on with you but like we're gonna get through this okay Mm -hmm. he swipes my hand away because i'm <laughs> fucking touching the ring box but oh, I, wow. I don't realize yeah. it i'm just trying to be nice because yeah if anybody who knows jason he sticks everything in his pockets so he's mm-hmm. always has bulging out pockets again i was just like and he's just like no so i'm like okay i'm gonna go shopping so i had like mm-hmm. the best shopping day also this is august so this is three days four days after my 26th birthday it's like i know it's fahrenheit for you but for the rest of the yeah. world it's like it's celsius it was like a hundred yeah. like, yeah. like like I like 110 fahrenheit that day which was like yeah, hot fucking 40 celsius or something mm-hmm. like that so we finally get to the bean i am sweating like i have fake hair extensions in; they're falling out because i'm like my hair is so wet and my girlfriends are taking a picture at the bean and i have all my stuff and he's like hey i think it's me and J- jenny's time to take a photo and they're like, everybody take your stuff. And he goes, Rachel, take my phone. Take, I want you to take photos of this. And at that first second, I knew, I knew within a second what he was doing. And the first thing I thought, I was like, I can't believe I'm wearing this outfit. That was the first <laughs> thought. Cause I am like in my fat girl dress. I don't, uh. like I was just like, I look rough. And then I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. He's going to propose to me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So he does. And I don't actually remember what he says. Mm-hmm. But now we have a crowd watching us, which Ooh. are cheering us on. I take the ring. <laughs> I don't even say yes. I physically take the ring and put it on my finger. And he's like, I think I'm supposed to do that. So I take the ring off, give it <laughs> back to him. And then he. I was like, I do. Or yes. I think I literally said I do. <laughs> and everyone's
2: funny. like, yes.
0: Like there had to have been like hundreds of people watching us because this is, this is exactly what I'm doing for like two minutes. Like that, like I literally could be getting murdered or anything. So we get, we get engaged. I tell everybody, everyone's really excited. I go back, we go do some really nice photos in Chicago. And like, cause I brought a white, like, this is how much of a basic measure. I brought a white dress with me prepared to get to do those photos i lost like 10 pounds before because i was like i'm gonna look hot for my engagement photos in chicago and we did and like there's photos of us like outside the chicago um like jazz uh theater Mm -hmm. of like, like getting engaged so then the next day we're leaving to go home i am now sicker than anything else i have bronchitis again and I was sick for a month. I was so sick after I couldn't even like enjoy being newly engaged. Cause I was so sick. That sucks. I know. But, anyways, long story short, I had like the most intense engagement weekend of like my friends are fighting with one another. My fiance was being off. Also, my stepmom messages me on the Sunday because she thinks I'm coming home on the Sunday. So now I know Jason was asking my dad for permission when mm-hmm. I, when I got sent downstairs to fucking grab anything. I don't even know what I had yeah. to grab. So she thought I was leaving Sunday. So he, she was like, Hey, like, like, are you heading home? And I was like, no, like I'm here till Monday. And Jason's like, who are you texting? I was like, Oh my son. I was like, what's he, what is she saying? Is she saying uh, something? No. I, was, I was like, you- Oh, well, she's asking if I'm coming home or not. And she's like, like, if there were so many chances to ruin it. Also, he didn't tell anybody. He told nobody. So if he would have he would have told any of my girlfriends, they would have told me and given oh, wow. me a heads up. So I'd like to say I'm a person that's never caught off guard. He actually caught me off guard because I was expecting yeah. something and it didn't happen. So we always joke that, like, he's like, I could have, like, you, you, you just had to wait, like, the extra day and you would have yeah. been fine. Um, So, he
1: couldn't even be himself, though, throughout the trip, so something was off. Yeah. But you didn't realize he was off because he was going to propose, but you thought that your proposal was going to happen that weekend. Yeah. So, did you think that he was off because (coughs) he was maybe nervous, or did that just completely went out the window because you just... I think th- what's
0: happening. I thought at first, I thought that like he's going to propose like on the boat with everybody. I thought like that's going to be the moment because like we were dressed to the nights
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that didn't happen. And I'm like, okay, now I've set this expectation because I'm a big person of setting expectations. So I've now expected this. I'm not going to get this. I'm going to be disappointed. We've just like, he just bought a car like mm-hmm, yeah. five days prior. Like, why would I think? And I even said that to him, I'm like, I understand if you can't, like, I know you just bought a car like maybe like if we see the Arkells because like seeing mm-hmm. the Arkells is something that we like to do I was like maybe if you do it like that or something like we'll mm-hmm. find like find a, we'll find a moment when it's ready but he was just so nervous the entire time because he would be like I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna propose to the love of my dreams just kidding I'm gonna do that tomorrow like yeah. every day he would wake up and thinking like today's the day I'm gonna make Jenny so happy just kidding it's gonna be tomorrow and then he knew I was on edge because everybody was fighting with one yeah, another. That's
1: crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So and he didn't want to, he just didn't want to have that. Like he wanted to be, he wanted the perfect moment. And if he wanted the perfect and...
0: moment, and I, at the end, I would say he had the perfect moment. I,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was like, it was so surreal. I had such a blast. But now, okay, now we're both engaged. We know yeah, our we're stories. We're now, we know our, our stories. stories. When did the wedding planning start for you?
1: Okay, so because we, I proposed on Thanksgiving holiday
2: mm-hmm.
1: here in the States, um, the holiday for Thanksgiving is obviously in Thanksgiving, uh, November. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh It's in October for, for the, us. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so we didn't start planning until, I'll say like January, because we wanted to just go ahead and get through the holidays. Okay. Just because it'll be really hard to try to, push through the holidays and try to plan so we we thought about let's just figure out when we want to get married do we want to get married Mm -hmm. in 2023 or do we want to push it and try to wait till 2024 since Mm -hmm. I did propose towards the end of
2: 2022
1: yeah so in January towards the end of January we're like okay let's start thinking about what's a good date for our Mm -hmm. um for our wedding and then we'll base but where do we want to get married at? So we wanted to mm-hmm. base our date on the venue's availability. So we wanted to mm-hmm. prioritize the venue and then we'll figure out the date as long as it's towards the end of 2023 or sometime early 2024. Yeah. Um, and so our wedding planning started right around the end of January is when we was like, all right, let's start, let's start booking some venues. So I think we booked some venues in February um and so that's when it all started so we're still you know it's it's Mm -hmm. you know mid-may we got quite a bit done so far but I think the earlier processes the earlier stages started towards like mid-february towards the end of february going out on venues and stuff like that we only went to like three venues and Mm -hmm. I think she already knew Mm -hmm. the venue she really wanted but she was like yeah let's just go ahead and knock out two two to three venues prior so we could say we went and checked out some venues so she was really happy about that third venue we went to go see which was the castle we went to some like old school castle um venue and she like really loved it and Mm -hmm. and so we went with that one
0: i like that mm
1: -hmm. what Um, about you like how soon did it start when you because you got proposed to in august right so
0: i got proposed to in august of 2019 Um, we had our venue by October, 2019, actually, I'm lying to you, September of 2019, like a month later. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, how much is your budget?
1: Uh, we wanted something to be definitely under, especially here in the States. Like if we can get away with getting something under 20 K,
2: uh,
1: we thought that would be reasonable. I wanted to do something like super DIY, um, something like under Mm 10,000, but there's no way. There's no way. You can get something that cheap unless you really do like a crazy diy and
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: like you're a friend uh, maybe loaned out their backyard yeah and you got all your reception stuff covered that way or whatever but we were hoping for an affordable reasonable wedding under like a 100 people um just because the more people you have at your wedding the more expensive it's going to cost because mm-hmm. you got to work you got to think about per head, I mean, mm-hmm. I, and I didn't even know any of this, because I thought, like, when people say, oh, my God, wedding's expensive, now I know why, it's all about, like, the mm-hmm. the activities, like, if you're gonna have a bar, that's per head, if you're yep. gonna have a buffet, that's per head, efficient mm-hmm. cost, you know, Um, mm-hmm. yeah, the venue itself, you know, all the stuff, DJ, photographer, I mean, it, it adds up, you know, the dress, the, you know, the cake, the, suit. the desserts, the yep. suit, you know, it's, it's insane
0: and the bachelor bachelor for a fucking it's insane um what so, about you
1: did y'all have a specific budget or y'all like whatever we don't have a budget we're gonna ball to the we're gonna oh ball my god
0: out. no we are definitely not ballers here like um i think the original budget i said was like between fifteen thousand and twenty two thousand. and i think we'll get yeah. pretty close um to that the biggest ex- expense is obviously the venue um yeah. so we only ever saw one venue i looked at like online hundreds of venues because mm. specifically we wanted a venue um so i'm getting married in woodstock of uh, mm. anybody who's listening in ontario they they have in a good idea no ontario oh. yeah oh. so what yeah woodstock so that's between where i live and where my parents live it's about halfway and it's about two hours away from where uh jason's family lives so we wanted to go there because it was cheap I was looking for cheap, 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 cheap. Cheap as mm-hmm. nice as shit I could possibly get. So we went in there and it sold me because there was so much natural light. That was a huge thing for me because I hate going to fucking banquet halls. Sorry, as guys, as I, I, you're like, is Stassi okay? Stassi's sick. So just hold on for a sec. Stassi's got a sore throat. So, anyways, um, I picked a, I picked a venue, um originally we had an open bar that's no change we're doing a toonie bar uh for obvious reasons specifically it saved us about eight grand and wow yeah yep um and honestly we've been to a lot of open bar weddings and everyone gets really intoxicated and that's something that like we don't want and a toonie is like nothing it's two dollars it's literally toonie um but like i had the venue like picked out, we went, I saw it, we felt we both fell in love with it. And cause like we were hemming and hawing about like other venues, but they just they weren't kind of what we wanted. Cause like our theme is like if Disney princesses just threw up everywhere. Like it's very fairy tale, very everything. That's cool. Um, the flowers are fake. I bought them at Michael's. I used to be a craft manager there. So I literally we've had our flowers for four years sitting in our basement. All of our we bought all of our wedding decor from Facebook Marketplace. It's all sitting downstairs, because nice. we're gonna turn around and that's sell a good it. Good idea.
1: I'm, that's a good idea. I'm uh, I'm gonna talk to Lisa about checking in on face, Facebook Marketplace. Might be a good idea.
0: Honestly, everything from our wedding besides the venue came from Facebook Marketplace. My dresses came from Facebook Marketplace. I have nice. three dresses, and I was like, "You have three dresses? I have a very nice." I can't, I know Jason's going to listen to this podcast. He said he was going to, um, a very nice, what up, Jason? Yeah. What up, honey, here you go. Um, you know, the big one, the big dress I tell everybody about, I got it for $350 because it was a used sample the place was closing down. I got another dress that was $75. And then I have another dress that me and Jason did a, um, a bridal shoot for, for a photographer, an up and coming, I'm going to shorten it and make it my dancing dress. Like, I didn't want to spend like $1,500 on one dress. Like that sounds ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Right, so like everything, like our flowers, like we're doing a candy bar. I went and bought Ooh. all like this, like all that stuff. And we've been collecting gift cards throughout the years. So like we can just go buy candy. Um, nice. Like, oh, And am. it was just kind of like little stuff like that. So I'm making the cake, obviously, as being a baker. No one can mm-hmm. match my quality. Our take home is going to be a cupcake. I'm just going to make 200 nice. cupcakes for everybody. So like it was just kind of like trying to like figure out the cost and it, I would say that was probably one of the biggest things that saved us throughout the pandemic because we didn't have a a flower vendor. We didn't have a decoration vendor. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. was everything that we had already owned. So I would just recommend cool. everybody go on Facebook. I mean this is the only time I'm going to plug Facebook on this podcast because Facebook is awful Um, go on to your whatever city wedding groups because every city has one and go on there because like that's how I found my makeup artist my hair my DJ like literally everything asking people you can even go in and ask of I'm getting married at x y and z venue what was your experience and people will actually answer it mm-hmm. being like I got married here and this is what I like but it was a lot I would say I think I have to ask this: like are you religious
1: um I I come from a religious background so yeah
0: okay so having she's
1: not so we're we're not gonna go super religious at all with our wedding when it comes to the officiant and stuff like that
0: okay so I'm not very religious if anyone knows anything about me I don't Partake in any religion, really. My fiance mm. is Macedonian Macedo- Orthodox. So we were not getting married at his family church. So that was a huge, like, <gasps> mm. and then like my parents not getting married in a church when they found that out. <gasps> because if you're in Ontario, you get married at three places a country club, which is where I'm getting married, a farm, or a barn. Those are your mm. three places you get married in Ontario so because i wasn't getting married at a church it was like oh, oh my god you've offended everybody now i have yeah. to ask you this
1: but it's your wedding though so it doesn't matter oh but, he, but
0: haven't but haven't you realized while planning a wedding that everybody has their own thoughts and how your wedding is yep. supposed to be and if yep, it's and not have- how they want then like you're fuck yep. you for even suggesting it. i have to ask what was your craziest story so far of you're planning your wedding it goes against something that someone doesn't want and they've just caused the biggest stink
1: um i don't think there has been any issue yet um there has been suggestions um uh, in regards to um some some different types of like ceremonial traditions that we should do like mm-hmm. put like if someone's passed away maybe leave out like a special yeah table or chair or something in their memory um and i think lisa took that as them wanting us to do that versus a suggestion yeah. so i had a reminder like a it's you're reading it from a text message and then two i think it is just them suggesting this is something that you could do mm-hmm. um to give memory uh of your of your uh of your mom who won't be able to make it to the wedding because she passed away yeah um and so now you know she's kind of actually thinking, rethinking it. It's like, you know what? I might add something like that, but I don't want it to distract from the ceremony or anything. Mm -hmm. So I might do something where I might leave an empty seat or something at the ceremony to give memories of my mother or whatever. So I was like, Oh, that's, that's a good idea too. Yeah. But nothing out of some oddly, like nothing from what I've gathered out of the ordinary has happened yet. to where people were in shock that we're, doing i was i thought people would be in shock the fact that we were going to do our wedding um on on uh is it veterans day oh, okay uh because the november 10th is veterans day here in the states mm-hmm. um and so i thought people would be a little bit iffy about wanting to go to a wedding on a holiday but we we got no backlash on that um yeah i don't think so far to answer your question i don't think there's been anything out of the ordinary that I've been able to acknowledge. Now, if you ask her, she might have a little bit more of a of a of an opinion, um, because she is more involved in the planning mm-hmm. than I am. But you know, I'm trying to be as as yeah. you know into it as she is. But from what I'm gathering, we haven't had anything with when it comes to at least with family, um. So
0: oh my god, I've heard everything. I've heard oh everything God. from under the sun. Um, apparently, because we're not getting married in a religious setting, um, I'm gonna go to hell. I mean, I was going there anyways. So, um, throughout the pandemic, um, it was very stressful because like we had planned to get married last year with 30 people. That means 15 on each side. Telling people that they couldn't come, that was yeah. really fucking hard.
1: We with haven't made really... it that far yet.
0: It, yeah, yeah. Like, it was. It was really difficult because. There were certain people on both sides that like made arguments, and I was like, "Like you don't get a plus one when it's like fifteen people. Like you kind of just get to show up." Um, we, I had a lot of arguments with my dad and my stepmom, um, flat out, because I don't want country music played at the wedding, mm-hmm. and I don't want like the chicken dance. That's something that like I can't stand, mm-hmm. and they're like, "You can't be that controlling." And I'm like, that's the beauty of capitalism, my friends. I'm paying for it so I can decide what I want because our wedding is being 100% paid for by me and Jason. There's no like parents paying half or a quarter or anything. Like it's it's all us. So like this past weekend, like for Mother's Day weekend. So my niece, um, she's like, she's a bridesmaid in my wedding. She's eight, she'll be 18 next year. So she's 17. Uh, She has a new boyfriend and I set a rule that if you're bringing a significant other they have to been with the significant other for at least over a year Mm -hmm. because they're going to be in photos and I don't want that like I want like this needs to be like I so I basically said I'm like no like Mm -hmm. he can't I I said I'm like if she wants it I have to meet him Mm -hmm. and they were like why and I'm like I'm paying $110 for this person to eat.
2: Mm-hmm. I get to, yeah. I
0: have a, I have a final say who comes. You can't be that controlling. And I'm like, absolutely. You I can. can. That was yeah. super important to us that we wanted to make sure that we knew everybody at the wedding. Yeah. Like, a wedding. Paying... I'm paying yeah. fucking money yeah. for this, sucks. for this guy you. to be here. Mm-hmm. And like, here's... And you don't even
1: know him. And he's I don't gonna even know him got... on your hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I'm going to meet him. I'm a cheap bitch. And mm. the, it was a huge fight. Like mm. it was fucking brutal. And everyone ganged up on me. Like I was fucking insane because I didn't let them have their way. No part of this wedding have they, has they gone their way?
1: Yeah. So they're Good. so
0: uninterested. It's incredible.
1: That makes it easier for you to narrow, narrow down your 15, 30 people too, you know?
0: Well, yeah. Well now, I mean, now we can have the hundred people and everything's fine. Which, but like before, like I couldn't do that before right. we was like sorry guys like one person can't go but i just so got really uh i think we we're like, about 125
1: 130 Man, yeah that's a lot of people
0: but we have to expect people not to show up right
1: right 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 right
0: yeah, so like we invite more than what you actually think is going to show up mm-hmm. but yeah no so like we're having a bunch of people everybody that's coming we know them yeah we know their husbands we know their wives and we know their kids because they're an important aspect. Hold on, sorry guys, I yeah. just have this really great cough. I'm in our lives, that was really important. How about you? Is it kind of like you know everybody that's going, or is it like everybody can get a plus one?
1: Um, we're everybody gets a plus. Well, not everybody gets a plus one. Like the people that we invite, if we know they're single, then they don't get a plus one. Yeah, but for the most part if they have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or just a significant other and we know them then sure mm-hmm. um they could come as well um i know i know that there's going to be a lot of people that i haven't met maybe from from lisa's family okay. that might be coming and the only thing is too is like a lot of my family is from the east coast
2: mm-hmm. and
1: only a small percentage of them are going to be able to make it because either a they don't want to get on the plane Yep. and b it's just such bad timing with maybe because it's close to the holidays or mm-hmm. they just don't rock with the with the travel you know like one of my best i was gonna have my uncle be in the wedding party mm-hmm. and i sent them this really cute little um will you be my gruisman oh that's I sent cute all my will you be my gruisman little uh posters that i mailed off to and it's just like it just simply says, bro, this is it. Suit up, right? And I write like a little cute, some little message on the back of the postcard, and then I'll mail mm-hmm. it in hopes that they get it, so then I can formally, verbally say, hey, uh, did you get your card? I would love you to be part of my groomsmen. But anyway, because mm-hmm. he doesn't travel, um, he was like, yeah, I don't do the travel thing. But you know, thanks for you know. And mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I'm not. My feelings aren't hurt. You know, it's just that. You know i kind of grew up with him he was kind of like a big brother to me so i was like you know what i can at least ask him to be part of the you know the wedding but yeah. um but yeah so i just know like a lot of my family aren't probably going to make it so a lot of my plus ones are just like friends i grew up with or mm-hmm. just people that i met here in san diego and a lot yeah. of people i didn't invite but the good thing about that is we're going to try to have like a like a, a big engagement party where we invite like all of our friends to like one of our favorite little bars or something and mm-hmm. do it from there. Something like that.
0: I, hey, I totally understand. That's something why we just kept pushing the wedding because we're paying mm. so much money. We wanted to do whatever we wanted. And having yeah. a smaller gathering, that wasn't for us. Like mm-hmm. we wanted to to do that. Now, I know you're, you said a lot of your family on the, um, you said East, East Coast. Coast yeah. East Coast. Would you ever do like a small ceremony out there for everybody? Be-
1: yeah, we were thinking of maybe doing like a exchange of vows, like a renewal of our vows, mm-hmm. so that way we can either a renewal or just like an informal ceremony where, um, we can just do everything that we did here, but maybe a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Um, and then just like kind of coordinate something back east, so that way all my friends on the East Coast and all my family can kind of, kind of celebrate it. Um, but I'm just gonna fill out how many people actually commit to wanting to come travel here. Mm-hmm. and and see you know and just see how our budget and finances are if it makes sense to go home and and do it again mm-hmm. I know I can get a bigger number of people interested in in going to the ceremony if it's more convenient for them yeah. so but you know
0: I got I got you it, it's it's hard when it comes to stuff like that like mm-hmm. a lot of my family is also in the Canadian east coast yeah. and they're not coming um and a lot of like jason's like cousins and stuff like they're not coming. Mm. So like it's hard cuz then like we're like oh like let's do like we like at one point like let's do like three weddings and we're like Ooh. that's that's ridiculous. Let's yeah, that's afford weird. one wedding and let's yeah, go yeah. from there, right? Um now you did say something cute about like the, like how you asked your groomsmen jason kind of mm. did the same thing with whiskey, a uh, little yeah, canadian yeah. clubs. That's cool. Um, is like, would you be a groomsman? And now there's something different about our wedding is I have a guy on my side and he mm-hmm. has a girl on his side. That's like funny. my, like my best friend, Paul is like my best friend. Like mm-hmm. I, we've been best friends now for like nine years. Like he's my, like my ultimate ride or die. I would feel weird if he stood on Jason's side right? because that's my best friend just, or it's man. like Kat. So, Kat's his best girlfriend. Again, mm-hmm. person who looked me dead in the eyes, like if you ruin Toasty, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. So I was like, she's like, she's cool. She's one of my friends, but it would be really weird if she was on my side because yeah, true. she's not my best friend, right? All like right. we're friends. We're, we're nice to each other. Yeah. I want her. To, like I, that was important. Like we wanted to like make sure that who stood up with us
2: mm-hmm.
0: stood up. Now I have to I have to ask this. We actually had I actually had an additional bridesmaid. Ah, uh, she's no longer a bride because I kicked her out of the wedding party.
1: Ooh.
0: Have you had any drama like that?
1: We haven't had any drama like that yet. uh, I think it could be because, I mean, yeah, our wedding it's gonna come it's gonna come here before you know it. But mm-hmm. our we're so early uh, because we we I proposed. I guess after the the peak of the pandemic yeah um that i didn't have such delays and sitting around waiting for the wedding stuff to happen and we're yeah. still slightly new into our planning like we just finally finalized our menu mm-hmm. um we're gonna do cake tasting soon sooner than later we just had our engagement photos last week we just also did the food tasting last week And I'm actually going to hopefully go do uh, suit fittings, not fittings, but just go try on suits probably Mm -hmm. in the next couple of weeks with one of my buddies. But uh, so, yeah, no really drama uh, when it comes to that, because I think we're just so early in the stages. And Mm -hmm. at least with Lisa's party, I don't see her wanting to kick out any of her friends. I mean, she has six, I think, and I have four.
0: Oh, okay. So, how are you? How are you doing the numbers? If you don't mind me asking,
1: uh, we're gonna do uh, one of her girls is gonna walk out with two of oh, mine.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Or no, two of her girls will walk out with one of mine since I'm short too.
0: Okay.
1: I that... have, I think I have five and she has seven. No. Okay. Six, six and four, six and five, something like that. No,
0: something like that. I'm See, not as
1: cool as her, obviously. Hey, you know,
0: I, I got you. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's hard. So like, you guys like are so new. I'm like fucking mm-hmm. chain smoking over here. I've been doing this yeah. since 2019. now uh, now you are like a professional at it. Nothing's new anymore. I've moved to a I, wedding twice. Can so, I ask
1: you like, yeah. what happens when you're like, I think I don't want you in the, in the party anymore. How, how's that? does a conversation like that go? Like if you don't mind me out, yeah, you don't yeah. want me have
0: no, no, no. No. Fucking totally talk about this so again you know the friend that fought with all my friends so she was originally in the wedding party and i gave her the benefit of the doubt because i was also a maid of honor in her wedding so it Mm -hmm. was just kind of made sense if she was a maid of honor in my wedding and not maid of honor but just like a bridesmaid it kind of like made sense um so i was like the maid of honor like I'm probably like the worst person to be a maid of honor because I just want to get your tasks done okay that's all I want to do I just want to get whatever your task is I'm gonna get it done for you but she didn't even I don't even think still to this day I don't think she ever wanted to get married Mm. I still don't think she wanted to get married I think she just thought that's something that you had to do because she did nothing for her wedding she had infinite amount of money. She was a trust fund baby, so the her parent, her mom, paid for the entire wedding, so there was no money stress. But she didn't do anything. She had multiple wedding planners, and I'd sit there and I'd talk to her about stuff, and like she would just like, go six months without talking to me. I'd be like, "Dude, you can't get married. It's a fucking pandemic." Like, and she'd be like, "the The final straw." Then, like, it was me and her bridesmaids, also. Her maid of honor, her other maid of honor, I used to bully in high school. So let's just start with that right off the bat that her other maid of honor doesn't like me. And I don't Mm. particularly like her. Obviously, we've changed and I've apologized, but we didn't like each other. Mm. So her now husband told me to shut the fuck up on a Zoom call because I was Mm. making Sophia feel sad because I was pressuring her to move her wedding in the midst of a pandemic. I was like, your whole goal Is your whole personality is that you want like 600 people at your wedding. And you can't, throughout the pandemic, like she would have had 500 people there. Like Mm -hmm. she had a fucking bouncy castle. Okay. Like at her, like inside her wedding. Like she, money was not an object, but that was her thing. Like she, she, out of her friends, she's a quantity over quality person. So she didn't give a shit. Like she went through five bridesmaids while I was in there. So it was like four months before the wedding. I picked out the bridesmaids dress colors. I figured out the invitations. I got the save the dates ready. And I just, and then it went a year and then nothing happened. And she literally comes in. And after a year of just her bad-mouthing me, I'm bad-mouthing her to my friends. And she messages in and I said, hey, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, a maid of honor at your wedding. I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice of having me there. And she said, she's like, well, I still want you to come. And I said, why? We've not talked in like two years. Mm. Why would you want me to be a maid of honor? Yeah. I, th- I find that weird. And she's like, I w- I'd i like you to come as a guest. So Jason was still a groomsman in this wedding. And I mm. went as a guest and it was the most awkward experience I'd ever had in my life because I sat at the head table because yeah. that's where I originally was set and that's where yeah. then that's how she had it and like there's a photo of me like her maid of honor Taylor is like talking about her dead cat and her maid of honor speech and I'm fucking laughing I literally yeah. burst out laughing because who the fuck brings up a dead cat I know In a maid of honor speech I'm sorry but like I like literally was like like I just like I was like like come on Here was the best thing that happened with that so because no one knew how to fucking do anything the groomsmen got their ties like two days before because I had spent months being like we need to have because it was ombre fucking dresses so everybody had a different color dress and as a graphic designer I spent months putting out the right colors of purple together because that's what she fucking wanted And I never got the credit for all the work I did. Again, the bridesmaid dresses that I picked out for them, the exact color, the fucking down to the, every tacky shit she did. It was my hands had involvement in it. And she didn't even have the balls to thank me at the speech. Even though she's like, hey, you know, like we weren't friends, but like, I want to thank Jenny. She really put this in care. No, no. She finds a random person That helped her hold her dress train. She's like, I want to thank she's an honorary bridesmaid. And I was like, you know what? Y'all can fuck off. But here's the best, the best thing. She did not update her guest list from 2020. She didn't do it. Mm. It was the same guest list. It was the same everything. Okay. So people separated throughout the pandemic. Obviously sad. So Mm. Kat was invited to the wedding with her ex-husband as her plus one. Paul, Sierra, Rachel, Tristan were all invited. My best friends. Who had not talked to her since 2019. Dang. That's fucking tacky.
1: Yeah.
0: So I was just basically like, I think we should cut ways. Let's, Let's part the Red Sea. And... I wish her nothing but happiness, but they are the couple, and everybody has this couple in their life. They fucking fight everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. I, like, told her, I'm like, is this something, like, are you sure? Like, you're not doing this out of convenience because y- y'all been fucking together for 10 years. Like, is there's love here, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, he would belittle her in front of everybody. And I'd have to fucking sit there and watch it. And it was just so awkward. And then again, I just felt so free after we just parted ways.
1: Parted ways. I don't blame you.
0: Right? Yeah. Like like the whole like another side tangent is so we went like a like a year almost two years without talking. But her her now husband messages me on Facebook Messenger the day of my Friendsgiving, which anybody who knows me, like that's my Christmas. I host a Friendsgiving every year. Uh, this would be the seventh year, eight, sorry, eighth year of me doing it. And she he messages me that day, basically saying, like, Sophia had a mental breakdown, and he thinks I should step in because I was such a good influence on her life that she's she needs a positive female influence. My response was, is are you sure you want me? The person that has, again, has stated on many of these podcasts, You don't come to me when you're in a fucking fucking hard place. You come to me when you want a solution. I'm your Mm -hmm. solution person. You got a problem, I'm going to fix it for you. Don't come and cry on my shoulder. You're not going to get the reaction that you want. Mm -hmm. That's my fiance. Who's been friends with her for 12 years. Go reach out to him. Why am Mm -hmm. I getting reached out to? We've only known each other for a couple years. Like I know you more than I've ever known her. She has never once opened up to me. And the one moment that I opened up to her and I talked to her about the really rough periods of my life, she didn't even remember. Dang. She didn't, like, it didn't even acknowledge her. And I, when I questioned her about it, I'm like, we had that moment. We had that come to Jesus. We, I opened up to you. I talked to you about what makes me me and why I'm so hard. And she's like, oh yeah, that thing. Dang. Like it completely dismissed everything that i had gone through to that thing and i hope i hope one day she listens to this because my fiance still went to her birthday party this year and i had the opportunity to go but i didn't want to go because we parted like the red sea yeah we don't need to be friends and all of her friends like none of like people from her bridesmaids party came there because she had to have the tacky 30th birthday party funeral, which I condemned immensely as one of my best friends didn't even get to make it till 20 because she died. I found that as a slap in the face of all these women mourning that their twenties are over. When most, some people don't even get to make it to 30. So I said yeah. that to her because I said, I don't want to go. This was like her original. Cause again, She didn't have enough people come to her first 30th birthday party. So she had to hold a second 30th birthday party the year later. And that's what Jason went to this year because not enough people came to the first one. So she had to hold it again with all. So now she's on Discord. She's
1: turning 31 now.
0: Yeah, but she had to have another 30th birthday funeral. Wow. And I was like, the fuck are you doing, man? Like, move on. Move on. So anyways, long story short, to answer your question, brides or groomsmen, if you're getting married, listen to this. You're going to look at your wedding party photos for the rest of your life or while you're married to your partner. I'm not going to say that like every marriage is forever because that would be a lie. But while you're with your partner, if there's someone in your wedding party that you don't want there and you just feel like you have to have them there, remove them. hmm because it's not yep. worth it. It's yep. absolutely not worth it. As you've now heard me be like basically belittle this person. Okay. Should I have I stood on her wedding next to her? Absolutely not. Nor should she stand next to me. So take this as a grain of salt, kids. If someone's in your wedding party and you don't want them to be in there, remove them. It's hard, but you feel so great after. It's like literally break. It's a breakup, but you feel free after. So anyways, one weddings. question real
1: quick. Yeah. Um, I don't know what direction you're going to go, but I just want to ask a question. Like sure. since we're getting, being, you know, we're about to get married. Like, how do you feel about the fact that, you know, the divorce rates are so high, the percentages are so high, like, does that make you nervous to get married or. Um, or anything like that. Do you do? You, Did do you, do you have you had cold feet yet?
0: Um, have I had cold feet? Yes, I've definitely had cold feet. Um, throughout the last couple years, I'm gonna say the pandemic has been hard on a lot of people. Um, my parents got divorced. Um, in 1997, but you would think it was yesterday, because that's all they talk about. Forever, mm. is how much they hate each other um i can't even they won't even fucking talk to each other and like like i'm getting married this year um so like jason's family no one's divorced because it goes against their culture and what they believe in so it was really weird to them when i asked for a prenup Mm. because um he will always make more money than me the rest of our lives it's just what he does and i wanted to protect his Feature. I also want to protect me. I wanted to protect what I was bringing in to this marriage. What if Stasi blows up one day? Mm-hmm. What if I now become the breadwinner? I wanted to make sure that my stuff was protected. Listen, I love Jason. I love him with all of my heart. I'm currently 29 years old. I'll be 30 this year. But I don't know when Jenny, 25 years from now, is going to wake up and feel like. I have no idea. So I wanted to protect myself now while i'm in love with him because when i'm no longer in love with him i'm scared that i may hurt him Mm -hmm. by being greedy makes
1: sense yeah
0: so to answer your question i hope i never divorce him i look at him and we can laugh about fucking playing family feud on the couch (laughs) and looking at survivor being like three blanks three votes for amy four blanks for crystal how do do y'all play
1: How do y'all play Family Feud? Did y'all play it on the PlayStation or?
0: Uh, Switch.
1: Oh, Switch. Okay. Because I our... have Family Feud on PlayStation.
0: Yeah, that's literally our thing. We'll we'll go like yesterday. We've been sick the last two days and we just played two hours of Family Feud yesterday. And it was yeah. so much fun. And it's just kind of cool. stuff like that. But t- okay, shoes on their foot. Have you had cold feet? And are you concerned that this could be divorce?
1: Um, no, I haven't had cold feet yet. And I think it's just partially because I haven't had time to just, honestly, I'm just so busy sometimes. And I don't want to use this as an excuse, but I just haven't had time to really sit down and really think about what's going on. Like, wow, I'm mm-hmm. really getting married. I'm about to be I'm about to be in a marriage with someone for hopefully for the rest of my life, you know? Um, but I have came across a couple times where, um, I hope that you know she's happy you know like yeah she's really happy wanting to pre- go on with this uh marriage thing you know because you know I just want to make because I've been busy lately and I've been it's been a stressful couple months so uh and then just on top of having the wedding planning mm-hmm. for it is is even stressful too figuring out everything financially so mm-hmm. um but I haven't really had cold feet yet um and I haven't thought about it but um I think as humans, we probably will come across a point where we might have that cold feet and some doubts mm-hmm. or whatever, but that's just part of, you know, life. And yeah. just like you, we're, we're going to definitely do a prenup too, mm-hmm. um, just to protect ourselves from each other in case of something that might be going to go bad. And, or if one of us go into debt or if we bring, or if we already in debt and we mm-hmm. get married, we don't want to br- have our finances or our previous prior debt. Yeah. You know. Plus, I have a business and stuff. I don't want. Mm-hmm. We don't want our our debt like affect each other too. So
0: I could not agree more. Like people are like prenups are bad. No, prenups are protection, mm-hmm. just to make sure that you know you're protected at the end of the day. Right. Now I have to ask. Um, you talked about finances for a wedding. I so most most relationships people fight over communication, mm-hmm. finances, and dishes. That's that's literally what people say. That's the three things. A wedding is two out of those three, sometimes three out of those three, depending if dishes hadn't been done that day. Um, No one gets, no one talks to you about like the communication when it comes into like planning a wedding. Definitely no one talks about the finances of like how expensive. So my fiance is currently working three jobs to pay for the wedding. I am pumping out podcasts left, right, and center because these puppies are now monetized. And the more I pump out and the more you guys listen, you guys are paying for my wedding. let's go, right? But yeah. okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be really honest with you. We had a really bad day a couple of days ago. Um, I was venting. He happened to come across heard what I was venting about. He likes like, are you leaving me? And I was like, no, girl, I'm venting. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I am just I'm starting a new job. I'm working fucking nine and a half hour days. There's no stopping. When I'm done, I have to continue to be Stassi because Stassi not getting sponsorships and I have to continue to work. I I can't just stop now because I had my first sponsorship. That's awesome. Now I need two, three, four more. Right? So there's no stopping when it comes to that. And sometimes it's hard because to him, they're like, oh, my God, he's working, like, three jobs. And you're, like, you're working one and you're, like, hobby. But, like, mm-hmm. this hobby pays bills. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's been, it was, it's always been hard to some people to realize it. And I just literally said, I'm like, I I literally paid a bill with being saucy. Okay. Yeah. So it's tough. It's it's it tough. Really it's is. it's it's really hard. And like this kid is literally like one bad look away from like being really sad of just like, well, isn't this what you wanted? And I'll always be like, I just want us to be happy yeah right? yeah now, same. yeah I have to ask because as a content creator and a partner, partners are very important in the content creator mm-hmm. life because when we're not when we're editing and we're doing this up, it's pretty fucking lonely.
1: yeah, it is yeah,
0: right. And like, how does your partner like feel about you being a content creator? and like how have they motivated you?
1: You know what? um i don't I'm gonna be honest with you, like yeah. I don't really I don't really know. um yeah, that's fair. Cause I feel like sometimes, I feel like sometimes it might get in the way of like us time. Sometimes, like I feel mm-hmm. like she white like she might sometimes some months or some days she she requires more of my attention.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of times at my growth level right now is the part where it's like if I keep grinding, I can for sure be replacing random projects with actual brand deals and stuff that I do as a content creator, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, YouTube will pay for a phone bill here and there or I'll get a TikTok and there goes, you know, some our daters our date night money or whatever, yeah. you know. So I do have stuff to show for um the growth and stuff. Um but when I start venting about man, I literally just spent I feel like 12 hours trying to, you know, create some content and I just starting to feel really run down or stressed. It's just hard to really explain it to her because I just feel like maybe there's no understanding there. Um, you know, cause it's like I don't know. It's kind of just like how do I explain as a creator, like, it's just like working a nine to five too, you know, like I get burnt out from my client work is just mm-hmm. as well as I get burnt out from a creator, but but I don't know if there's that understanding that of how I feel because some people might be like well just don't do it just don't create the content when it's like well I also have 40,000 plus people relying on me to post content because if I don't post content for a week there's potential that I just might be missed and now Mm -hmm. I have to regain the the respect from the algorithm gods you know what I'm saying so it's just like I can't just stop and not do it you know
0: Nard you were preaching to the choir. As someone who's a content creator, I'm I'm in your shoes. I know exactly Mm -hmm. how you feel. Sometimes I'll be like, Oh my god, like how did this podcast get like fucking no listens? I thought this was gonna Mm -hmm. be like the best podcast. I thought this was gonna put me on the map.
1: But then at the end of the day, it's like, well, I still gotta go push out five more podcasts. I still gotta interview and speak. I still gotta go interviewing people.
0: And it Mm -hmm. gets annoying because I'll do six or seven podcasts in a day. You know that. A lot of Mm -hmm. people know that. Kids fucking sitting in our basement pretending like he's dead in the corner because he can't talk or he'll leave Mm. and then he'll go for the weekend because he knows i'm doing it all weekend and then Mm. i'm fucking home by myself and then i'm like happy but then i'm sad because i'm alone but i'm happy that i'm alone and then it's just Mm. like saying and then he doesn't feel like he's welcome here because i've kicked Mm. him out of his home because i have to do this because my office is a fucking nook right Mm. so like yeah it's it's hard and then like i want to be like i can't believe like or like, I can't believe this video is popping off. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that's cool. That's awesome. So like dinner, like are we have chicken. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. So it's how, just, how do you con- celebrate? Your how do you celebrate like it?
1: Because partners when
0: they don't yeah. know what it's like to how much yeah. work you've put into something. Because yeah. they, the, they see the final result. Mm-hmm. But they don't see the steps you took to get to that final result, which is right. years of sitting in this chair by myself. Mm-hmm interviewing people or talking about stuff and just continuing to push boundaries and talking he just gets to hear the oh why my podcast just got like ten thousand listens today and he's like oh shit that's so cool so Mm -hmm. like like so saturday night like are we like what are we doing i don't because he doesn't know because he hasn't been on the other side to see the work that gets put into it Mm -hmm. but then it's hard for us to expect them because not everybody can be a content creator and we, no, will definitely, no. we will definitely host a podcast. Our next one, I want to talk about what it's like to be a content creator. Yes. And especially when we're, like, I feel like we're both right now on a rise. Because mm-hmm. we've been fucking grinding this grind for years That's now. True. And Now, we're, get, now we're, we're starting to see the shiny side. Well, they don't see the shiny side. They don't see the dark side. They just see what we tell them. Mm-hmm. Because to them, social media is their fucking aunt and their dog. Yeah. And like, fucking whatever business they like and oh look at these influencers. Right, that's yeah. not our, that's not our social media our social media is we are plugging we are working mm-hmm. when i'm on when i'm stassi i'm stassi when i'm jen i'm jen stassi and jen are two different people um and sometimes stassi takes over my personality
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i have to ask how about nard villain versus uh jenard you're two different personalities do you ever I- they ever cross
1: i think they cross some uh, sometimes like i feel like my nari villain will 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 creep in
0: mm-hmm. i
1: feel like our villain is a little bit more outgoing than the genard like i'm just so yeah. used to just being everything i do i'm always alone a lot of times so, like, all my jobs i've had i'm always just to myself mm-hmm. um which i which sucks like i would love to have a team to work with but um but yeah sometimes nari villain will cross over and, I, and which is nice because i feel like villain is a lot more outgoing because mm-hmm. uh, Jinnar is a little bit more chill, and sometimes when I'm streaming, I feel like Jannard will kind of creep into my Nard villain stuff,
2: and that's okay. why a lot
1: of people like how chill I am. Because uh, I feel like my podcasting elements too is like more like Jannard versus Nard villain. Okay, Nard villain is still kind of chill, but I just feel like I I have to just boost up my energy just maybe ten mm-hmm. percent even though even that 10 percent, most people probably still think i'm chill but yeah to me i'm like wow i feel way more outgoing than my normal self but
0: i got you so like right now are you more nard villain or Jenard
1: i think this right podcast? now I'm more more Jannard, i think okay yeah just more just chill you know
0: see i would say i'm more Jen than stassi because mm-hmm. stassi's yeah, fine. Yeah. stassi's hi mm-hmm. everything's great. Yeah, yeah. and jen's yeah, yeah. a bitch like i'm flat out like jen like Jen, Jenny, and Jennifer, are like yeah. Jennifer's my name, but like they're three yeah. different personalities. Jen's a bitch, Jenny's fun, and Jennifer's when I'm in trouble. Yeah. I'm usually sucking up. So, and which
1: one are you today? I would podcast? say I'm Jen.
0: I'd say I'm okay. Jen. I'm more Jen yeah, you, today.
1: You've been kicking, so you were. You've been very transparent on this episode. I mean, you've been talking about keeping it real, you know. So, it's fucking
0: real life, that's man.
1: Real mm-hmm. life is nasty.
0: No, we, we we gotta talk about weddings. So yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we talked about food tasting. How was your food tasting? Because you sent me photos.
1: Honestly, that was the best part so far. Yeah. Um I and I told Lisa this a few times last week. So I think the food tasting came when it needed to. So I was super stressed uh-huh. out, kinda in the on my plateau of burnout, like and all that and And just some personal stuff at home has just been just not so good. Mm -hmm. So us going out finally to the tasting was just the perfect timing. Like it was such a great experience. We went to one of their, we went to their home base and they sat us down. They had a menu out for us and, and it was just really amazing of how it could potentially look like on one of our tables. Okay. And while we were, well, you know, Lisa was drinking some champagne and some wine and we were, they brought out like full on meals and we were just Mm -hmm. eating and uh, our coordinator was just running through our timeline with us and finalizing that. It was just a, I think that was like the best experience so far that we both had. And uh, the engagement photo thing was kind of cool, but, but I think I got, I was getting more anxious again uh I, sometimes i get really anxious like just out of random when i'm mm-hmm. not either eating good or i'm super stressed and i think it was a combination of both so i think that kind of messed up not messed up but it was an inch i can tell that she was like not vi not feeling herself because she gets really uh insecure when it comes to her um her photos because she mm-hmm. doesn't like her chin so she'll lo- start losing uh her fire if she's starting to feel like insecure about her chin or whatnot but but yeah the tasting was the highlight so far that and the vint going checking out the venues for the first time yeah um, okay those have been really fun i really enjoy the food tasting I'm, anything I, interactive and hands-on for me is like the my favorite parts
0: i i like that so i want to come same idea with the food tasting so we had our food tasting the thursday before easter and that was actually mm-hmm. the first time that we'd been back to our venue since 2019. Wow. Cause we had not been back because of the pandemic. Right. Right. So we went in and I picked the menu just being a chef. I knew exactly what I wanted us to eat. I wanted it. Like I choreographed it from like what the options were available. What would be the best cheapest options that everybody mm-hmm. would feel great after. And it was so much fun. We literally were like, Oh my God, this is so great. And then we asked our wedding coordinator, our coordinator if we could practice our first dance because we did I wanted I as, as a former dancer I wanted to have that moment of what it was like to dance on the d floor
1: time <laughs> out so you guys already have your dance prepared yeah. and all that oh yeah See, so, so you're further along than I am we haven't gotten that far yet
0: yeah well I mean dude we've been engaged for like four years so like the first yes. dance to me has always been very important. I wanted that to be a very intimate moment. So like we practiced our first dance and she said to us, she's like, no one's ever done this in my many years of being a wedding coordinator. Wow. I was like, that was special to us. That's it cool. was so cool. And then we've had two engagement shoots. We had one in 2019 and we had one in 2022. So 2019, we're freshly engaged. Everyone's like, it's just like before the pandemic. Everyone's happy and great. Ah. That
1: was the one in Chicago, right?
0: That, so that was, so that Detroit was, photos that, whatever. that's, yeah. So Chicago, but that we okay. took our photos, but we actually had a professional one done
1: oh, in
0: okay. uh, no, October, October of 2019. Okay. Okay. And it was, that's the photos we used for everything. And we, nice. that's how we went with our uh, photographers. Uh, Timbit for anybody who's booking a photographer if you go on facebook right now people give away free engagement shoots mm. uh take them take as many free engagement shoots as you can possibly get i we did four engagement suits in five days we did so mm. many because mm. we i wanted to see what we looked like together what could we improve in our photos if we're going to spend lots of money i wanted to make sure we got what we wanted mm. so we went with these photographers it pissed poured the day of our engagement shoot. it is raining And we went to three places all outside, besides the last places where we met at Molly Bloom's. And we are drenched at this point. We also drove two hours to be at this engagement shoot in London. Mm -hmm. So they've said to us, if you book photography with us, we will give you a free engagement shoot when we come back for weddings in 2020. Now, when you say come back, you're going to say Jen or Stassi, what are you talking about? Like, they're your wedding photographers. So they actually live in Miami. And they do weddings in Miami in the winter, and then they come back to Canada to do weddings in the summer. Mm. So they have been in Florida throughout the entire pandemic. They could not come home because uh, she's Canadian, but her husband was American, and they couldn't come in throughout the pandemic. They weren't essential, right? So she could come, but she couldn't come back. She couldn't go to the States because she's still a Canadian citizen. So they stuck, they stayed on floor the entire time and did photos while I ate donuts and muffins and cookies and chicken nuggets for two years and gained a lot of weight. And then last summer, they're like, hey, we're going to come back and we're going to do your engagement shoot. They gave me 32 days notice and I lost 15 pounds doing keto in those keto. 32 days. And it was fucking stressful. And- and uh, you will see I'm sure you've seen the photo where I'm like ha and I like, pink dress and my boobs are somewhat out and I'm like looking like I'm having a great time that came from that engagement shoot like that was like one of my one-on like ha I haven't Look seen at... that
1: one I don't think that I will your... I was,
0: yeah it's on my um I did it for like my Barbie picture of being oh, like okay. this Barbie's a podcaster but like that's the photo I use for me oh, now Yeah, I
2: I'm. think I it's
0: just that. like that's okay. that came from that engagement shoot so I've had multiple engagement shoots and I get it like you gotta be on. And mm-hmm. like like, and that was important to us because we had a lot of photographers photo shoot us. And not every photographer got like me and Jason, but we have this mm-hmm. amazing couple. Um, if you're listening to this uh in the States, they didn't sponsor me to say this. They're just fucking amazing people. If you're in Miami, go hit up Chris and Michaela. Uh, they're in my like any photo of, you can see that's like real life, they're tagged on that because they probably took that photo. They are amazing, they're a couple duo, they do amazing, amazing, amazing work um they nice. will come to you please go check them out um but it wasn't like they like they're our friends now like we, like cool. they became our friends I mean we're paying them four thousand dollars for eight hours of work let's not pretend that they're cheap because they're not but we have yeah. two photographers that was also important we wanted to make sure that every moment was being able to be captured mm-hmm. we didn't want a moment not to be captured as my fiance has post-concussion syndrome so anybody who doesn't know that he's had multiple concussions um, which means he has memory problems so it was very important to us that we were able to take as many photos together while his memory is intact mm-hmm. because one day he could wake up and be like i don't know who you are mm-hmm. And that is something that i have to i know that so we wanted to make sure that like he could go back and like look at these photos and have mm-hmm. these moments yeah so anyways long story short photography engagement shoots they're fun. It it was fun. Um, I have to ask for your engagement shoes. Did you go really dressy or were you more casual?
1: I was more casual. She was a little more dressy. She wore two dress. So she uh mm-hmm. changed. We were out in this open field uh with mountains behind us and um so we had to she we bought this tent off Amazon that yeah. she can change into uh because yep. we're literally out in the middle of the field. Uh, and so I dressed a little casual, I have like a navy blue button up shirt with these actual khakis that I'm wearing right now, you know, and um, I like how you're like and showing hat. me yeah, <laughs> in yeah, the hat. Okay. And a hat. But okay. mom, I was talking to my mom. She's like, you, were... I wish I could go back and re-answer that one question. My mom was like, you wore a hat. I can't believe you wore a hat at your engagement. I was like, look, these are our engagement photos. Yeah. Plus Lisa approved it. She was like, yeah, you can wear a hat. And yes. so I wore this hat because I was like, "I you don't never see me without a hat." So why would I take photos without your hat on? wearing a hat that'd be dumb. Like I wear a hat all the time. So why would I not wear a hat just for a purpose of engagement photos? I should wear what I normally would wear out and about.
0: I could not agree more. Same yeah. idea. Um, well, I mean, I made Jason dress up very formal, and I was mm-hmm. in formal ball gowns for all yeah. three dresses that i wore because the first engagement shoot i wore the same green dress for those days for every shoot because i wanted to see what it was like for each photographer how they how the green showed up Mm -hmm. because the different photographers are different i can't stand trendy photographers with the yellow fucking tinge and the blue tinge to them don't Mm -hmm. do that brides don't do that i know it looks cute now some of that
1: filter looking yeah but it's not timeless
0: yeah Yeah. but it's not timeless right you want your wedding photos to be like this could have been 10 years ago this could have been 50 years ago they're timeless photos yeah so like there was one we had an like a he primarily does Indian photography Mm. and it was a free photo shoot so like what am I gonna say no so I he because he's so used to saturating all his photos I looked like I died because I'm so pale to begin you have, with.
1: I want to see some of these.
0: Oh, I'll send them to you after. Okay, they look yeah, yeah. horrendous. Wanna see, like I want
1: to see what some of these photographers did.
0: Oh fuck yeah! I like again because that was important. Same dress, same mm-hmm. hair, same makeup. Every single shot, just to see which ones. And then the photo I'm gonna take for this thumbnail was the second photo that they took on the first engagement suit. It was that. It, mm. it, oh, really? it was the testing. Oh
1: really?
0: It was the let's see if you guys are compatible and they were like this was the best shot because we were so in love with each other and we're even still to this day people are like hello you guys are like new couple right i'm like no we've been together for like seven years like seven years and you guys still like like each other because that's the thing guys you got to pick a partner you like
2: Mm -hmm, That's don't you don't
0: pick a partner you love you pick a partner you like Mm -hmm. because if you like them they're gonna you're you're gonna eventually love them if you Mm -hmm. love them you might not like them one day yeah yeah Sure. but but anyway so now we got our we got our wedding and we got mm-hmm. our stuff now i have i'm gonna open this floor up to something that has really bothered me throughout the wedding process especially in the last uh, couple months mm-hmm. um i know uh, we talked about this in the last one and how your experience has been different when it comes yeah. to uh social media so i see ads because i'm a bride and i fit the bride demographic of i saw three today to join mm. a boot a summer boot camp to lose weight. Uh, Avisaline, fix your crooked teeth, Botox, spray tans, hair extensions, fake nails, eyelashes. That's all I see anymore. Dang. I don't see Sim stuff. That that'd be too easy. Mm-hmm. I see how to have that perfect hourglass shape. How to? I see Skims. I see every form of, like, how to look like you've lost 10 pounds in one body suit. guys, I'm not getting choked up. I just, my throat hurts.
1: Yeah, she's tearing up, y'all. I'm
0: tearing up, guys. I'm I just
1: kidding. I'm messing.
0: Um, I think that's really sad. Yeah. That that's the demographic that I'm now seeing. And as somebody who has struggled with my body my whole life, I don't, I struggle with it to an extent. I mean, you guys heard from the last podcast about, like, have or so you have that for the rest of your life. It doesn't mm-hmm. just go away. I'm strong enough as a person to know that these are ads showing me, but there are women out there that are seeing these ads thinking that they need to be fixed. They need to have that plastic surgery so their husband stays with them. Or you want the timeless filter of like oh, do you like your Instagram filter but not your face? Get these botox shots. That's really fucking depressing
1: yeah and it sucks because like i don't know are like how do they know are you searching you're not obviously clearly searching i'm shit, clearly so not like... searching
0: that stuff but it just shows up like so if i My bad for cussing yeah well if i was like hey as i if i'm a marketing manager as i am i'd be like i want to target botox well i'm going to target women in their 30s mm. i'm going to target people that are getting married so you want to look good right Hair extensions. I'm, I wear hair extensions all the time. I'm very notorious for talking about that my hair is very thin. I want to have long hair. Can't have it naturally, so I have hair extensions, right? So yeah. um, or it's already showing that like my algorithm that I'm okay with hair extensions. So I must be okay with fixing myself in other ways, such as fixing my teeth. Because all I've ever Googled was, does charcoal toothpaste work? And ever since then, I have you wear braces and didn't wear your retainer, well, we can fix that for you. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck? I just asked if charcoal toothpaste works because I can't fucking wrap my mind around a black toothpaste that makes your teeth white. Okay, yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Uh, yeah sorry, yeah,
0: I just yeah. as the I can't, I can't do it, but brides, if you're listening to this, you are fucking perfect. And you don't need Botox. You don't need your teeth that's, to be straightened. You right. don't need these things. Do not listen to the algorithm. You are fucking perfect the way you are. Yep. And don't let an algorithm tell you differently. And don't get it to second bend yourself like, oh, I had to bought I bought a dress that doesn't fit, or I bought my the the salesperson, because this is also something else they'll do, is they'll be like, because wedding dress sizes fuck up women's self-confidence. So a standard 12. It's like a size zero. It's very small, but in wedding dress sizes, you're twelve. And if you're twelve everywhere else, you're plus size. So you have these little itty bitty girls buying size ten or twelve wedding dresses, thinking that they're over, like they're obese. And you always have to buy two sizes up so you can alter. Mm. So you have these skinny girls buying fourteen or sixteen, so they can able to fit it to their body. And then they're starving themselves because they got to get their dress to fit them. Jeez. Like I find that really fuck. I'm like, ladies, don't do that. It's just a it's just a size. And I know that's I'm here, stereotypical because I do the same thing. I look at a size and I'm like, I guess I'm plus size today. It's just a fucking number. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. It doesn't mean that's not your self-value and that's not your self-worth. So don't buy your wedding dress thinking that like you're a normal size like me. I'm in I'm an eight to a 10 to a 12. The shorts I'm currently wearing are a size 16. But the pants I wore to work today are a size six. You tell tell me the logic in that because there's no logic. It comes, they come from the same place. Buy a dress that you feel confident in. And my big girls out there, wear whatever the fuck you want. You want to have your boobs out? Have your fucking boobs out. You want to have a bustier? Have a bustier. You want to have a ball gown? Have a fucking ball gown. And don't let anybody, anybody tell you different. Because I had people harping at me what I wanted for a dress. I wanted a ball gown and a long sleeve dress. That is what I wanted. And I had people saying like, you can't wear a ball gown. You're short and you're fat. And you know what I did? I bought a fucking ball gown Damn, just to right. prove them wrong. So yeah. you're listening to this, buy the dress you want. Whatever makes you feel comfortable, fucking do it. And if your mom said, don't do that because it's not be baby, fucking buy it then. Whatever you want. Don't let someone else tell you what to wear on your fucking wedding day. You're paying 10 grand for this day. It's the most expensive day of your goddamn life. Mm-hmm. You wear That's what you right. want. So anyways, I know that I just I had to get that in there because I see so many women being like, well, I want to wear this dress, but I can't because my body type doesn't allow it. you fucking wear that dress. And you don't, you don't just do it. Because guys will wear whatever suit they want. That's doesn't true. matter they'll wear it so why why do why do us women have to suffer because our body type is not for the dress we want wear whatever you want like for me i'm wearing freaking running shoes i'm not wearing heels that sounds awful mm. i'm wearing kate spade heads white bridal running shoes they're amazing i've worn them no to all of my engagement shoes right? you can't
1: even see them yeah, who gives can a can shit see them in a way. you can't
0: see yeah. them yeah, wear where, where whatever makes you feel comfortable. Don't wear the Bella of the ball $450 shoes that you see on Instagram. I see them too. They're uncomfortable. And you just spent $450 on a pair of shoes you're gonna wear for 10 minutes. And then you're gonna resell them for $100. Just to say you did it, wear, again, wear what makes you feel comfortable and don't go whatever the beauty standards are. You wanna wear a black dress? Go fucking wear a black dress. If yeah. You want to wear a pink dress? Wear a pink dress. You don't have to wear white. That was just a thing mm-hmm. that... That was a marketing company 100 years ago. Yeah, We used to wear red. Wear whatever the fuck you want. Don't sit there and be like, I have to wear this. Community. Do it. Do whatever you want. And that's Stassi giving you the approval. And if anyone gives you shit, you tell them Stassi said it. Yeah, I'm right. Fuck yeah. Because I'm tired of these beauty standards that we are set on as women that we have to follow these things and we need to fucking change that because we are all fucking beautiful the way we are and i'm tired of social media telling us that we need to be changed because we are fucking perfect so again i'm sorry for ranting
1: but this is this has
0: been stewing for months of me thinking that i'm imperfect because i have my one tooth is a little back backwards because i didn't wear my retainer or I need Botox because I have fucking lines because I'm aging. Or I need to buy $100 skin cream because that's what I'm supposed to do now. Mm. No, no. You do what you feel is right. So.
1: There you go. See? But as a guy. It makes you feel comfortable.
0: It, guys, it's different. You don't have that pressure of losing like 60 pounds and fitting into a dress that you can barely or suit that you can barely breathe in. And it's just it's so such a double standard like why do we have to do that if we're uncomfortable you're gonna see it in photos kids you don't you don't just wear a big dressy hate and be like oh i'm so happy to be in this dress that i spent five thousand dollars on because i watched say yes to the dress as a kid and that's what i thought i needed in my life Mm. Mm -mm. so i gotta ask and i know we talked about this before because like are you seeing anything when it comes to wedding ads anything
1: not really. I think it was all about the ring. I think as soon as the algorithm or the ads yeah. knew I searched something ring related. That's all I got. And then after I bought the ring, I was still getting ring ads for mm-hmm. like a whole nother two months. Yeah, just to make sure that I'm happy with the ring that I bought. It yep. felt like I kept seeing the ads. In regards to wedding stuff, not yet, because I think I haven't done much searching for, because I did search for venues and stuff like that, but yeah. never gotten any ads towards venues or any ads on, oh, well, not really. I was going to say like wear how like suits, but yeah, honestly, not much on the suits either. I haven't really been getting ads on like suits or, or ads on like, gifts for like groomsmen or any of that i'm surprised i haven't gotten anything ad-wise right? like my thing that's gonna make me feel a certain way about my the way i look or how i feel like anything weight 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 related or yeah beauty related either right like I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna
0: i'm gonna, gonna show awesome. you for the next couple of days every time i see an ad mm-hmm. i'm gonna send it to you
1: yeah so you can see it. it
0: you can see the bullshit i put up with Mm-hmm. on a fucking daily basis as a woman planning a wedding because most women plan their wedding most women have figured out what they wanted when they got married when they were small children and now this yeah. is like their happily ever after fairy tale bullshit so like we know what we want so we're we're literally googling exactly the shit we want so now the algorithm picks up on the shit we want and just fucking runs with it
1: mm-hmm.
0: so anyways
1: would you I say your wedding when you were a kid is reflecting the wedding you're actually currently planning now?
0: That's actually a good question. Um yes and no to an extent. I wasn't like a girl that like planned out their wedding like right away. Like, I, I only started planning it maybe, like, when I met Jason. I was like, oh, like, these are things that I want. But there was always things I, I liked. Like, I like long-sleeve wedding dresses. I just, I find that very, again, timeless, very special because a lot of people don't do yeah. long-sleeve wedding dresses unless you have a winter wedding. Um, But, like, the reason I picked out a, a ball gown is because I'm obsessed with Hillary Duff. I love Hillary Duff. And I loved Cinderella Story. I actually wanted that dress for my wedding. And I searched high and low to get oh, it wow. made or anything like that. Because to me, that is the moment that she walks into the Halloween party and everybody looks at her. And I just knew that that's the moment I want when I walk down the aisle and I want everyone to look at me. So that was one of the main reasons I picked a, a ball gown. Nice. And also a uh, huge Twilight girl and uh, my girl, Bella Swan, wore a long-sleeve dress. So
2: Nice.
0: Uh, but... I like TV and movies. Um, how about you? Did you I did you ever picture your wedding day?
1: Um, believe it or not, yeah. I always uh wanted a wedding by like a lake or some water or something outdoorish. Um, okay. I thought I was always at my dream. I I feel like I fantasize fantasize more about my dream home, a dream location, more than my dream okay. wedding. But, yeah, I thought about it every once in a while, believe it or not. Like, oh, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to get married by, like, a pond or something.
0: I don't okay. know what it is
1: about lakes and ponds, but just living next to, a, like, a secluded private pond or lake near some woods is has always been, like, my dream location to live for some odd reason. I don't know why, but I just love that element of being kind of out secluded, in a secluded area near some water. I don't know.
0: Okay. I Fuck, I love that yeah i love that I, I i mean have you ever listened to taylor swift's the song the lakes maybe that song resonates hmm. with you more than okay yeah nah. so it's a but it's i a do bo- like
1: a couple no, of her, song, her songs i do like a couple of her songs but i never heard of that one.
0: okay so it's a bonus track on folklore listen to mm. it all
1: right it's, it's all we'll about
0: it finding inspiration at the lakes
1: okay yeah the ways. i'm gonna check that one out
0: yeah definitely check it out anyways anyone who's never listened to that song please go check it out it's a great song right. now i got a couple more questions we got to wrap up okay. this podcast because this series so always be cool. like 30 minute episodes we're like i know uh, we in. were
1: like let's do 30 minute episodes for these All i'm right, so, so
0: sorry but oh, like wedding- good, good. weddings are hard to like wrap up in it like is, 30 yeah. minutes um w- okay so we've talked about everything we've talked about we've had our tastings Mm-hmm. we're good to go we've had our engagement shoots what are you currently working on in your wedding and note that this is like the middle of may this is coming out sunday so this is real time this is not like yeah, six yeah. months out
1: right, let me pull up my cheat sheet um so i have on my calendar mm-hmm. that on uh thursday we are doing wedding planning stuff It looks like we're going to look at sample invitations together and possibly rehearsal dinner spaces. Oh, so by Sunday, when this comes out, I think we should at least know or have an idea of what are some rehearsal dinner locations and um, maybe an idea of how our invitation is going to look like uh, without obviously the engagement photo. So that's where we're at with it right now.
0: I like that. Um, good, good call. I think you're at the exact right spot where you need, like, need to be for like coming out. I think this weekend we're going to up fin- finalize all of the signs and everything for the wedding oh, and the, nice. the invitations. Um, the invitations have been made for years. They've just been sitting in a folder saying Jenny and Jason's wedding invitations. Um, now we get to finally implement them. But stuff nice. that like. So we had a goal as we know, we had to move the wedding. A lot of people didn't move their weddings and continue to have them. Uh, Canadian restrictions versus American restrictions have been very different. Uh, we had very restrict weddings up until like last winter, like December, 2022, like you still had like 50 people weddings maxed. So we took snippets of every wedding of what we liked And we are implementing it in our wedding. And then we we grabbed something. Um, So the cutest stuff I want to throw in here because it's so fucking cute. Um, So with your table numbers, add cards. So table one gets one card. One. And say Mm -hmm. table 10 gets 10. And what you do is on your first year anniversary, you open that card. And you get to see what they open. And at the 10-year anniversary, you get to see what table 10 is wishing you so that That's was cool. that was cute um you know also cool. i like that and i tell me everyone, like i stole that from j uh j, jvs's and cal's wedding you steal that you i'm doing that you steal that from me we got to get that trend continuing to go <laughs> um and we're also doing um you know like cute little like this is the bride this is the groom but on the other side it's going to be like trivia questions and like a, a cool. word search and it's just it was just kind of, like, cute stuff like that. It's just kind of, like, it's a fun keepsake of being, like, ah. Um, also, we're taking every fucking photo in this house of everything that we've ever done. And all the cute shit we've ever done. Like, all our handwritten letters we've written to each other over the years. Or um, all the tickets. Like, every, like, concert we've been to. Every plane we've been on. Everything. We're We're putting wow. that out there so you guys can... You guys can see what we have done. Like um, our, cool. our first anniversary, I made him like, we had a rule, like only handmade stuff. And uh, we still have everything. And Jason Man, made- It's
1: cool that y'all kept all that. Yeah.
0: So like for the first year, Jason made a, uh, a booklet for every month we were together and what we did and pictures of everything we did. And I did the same thing, but I'd, we didn't realize that we were giving each other the same gift. We just had the same idea. And we're going to have all that shit at the wedding because I'm tired of going to weddings and it just being like three photos of the couple. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. I, I want couples. I want to watch us g- watch us grow. Yeah. Like I met Jason when I was 23 years old. I'll marry him at 30. That is seven years of my life. That is almost a quarter of my life that I've been with this one person. I want you to watch me grow in a relationship with them. I want you to see all the different hair colors I've had. I want you to mm-hmm. see... How my how I've changed, how he's changed, how we've changed together, how we still love each other at the end of the day, and just again like being like, oh my god, like you, you were so young there because you had like fucking black hair because I had black hair when we first started dating because mm-hmm. I was like cool. I just like I want to have black short hair and I did it and I didn't even ask for I was like whatever you're gonna love me anyways deal yep. with it <laughs> but again it's just cool to see us growing or we, like we'll go back and look at a moment and being like I oh my god i forgot we did that or oh my god remember this time we were at the Arcells and it was great because like our shit was concerts like mm-hmm. we used to go to concerts all the time throughout the pandemic and also when we had a little bit more of that disposable income when our rent was like six hundred dollars so we had more money and like we saw ariana grande the weekend taylor nice. swift again the Arcells canadian band we've seen them like mm-hmm. 10 times like every month we were at a concert like i've seen kid Cuddy, fate stimples uh asap ferg like it's just it's so cool to like we and we're going to take the tickets and we're going to take the photos we took there and just it was just shit like that That's or we're just cool. like yeah. yeah just again like every wedding is a celebration of a couple i want you to see what makes us us cuz it's not just because like we look cute in photos or are like i call him cuz we're both our both our names start with j so we're Team J or team J Bear. I want you to see the cute shit that like shit that like we've done together on all that good stuff so brides, all the cute shit you have throw that shit out there because everyone will eat it up
1: or are um, you gonna put that just on like a display or is it all digital um, all a,
0: no, it's all it's all like crafts and handmade yeah. stuff so we're just gonna take everything and we're we're gonna have two tables set up before, when you walk in being oh, like dope. here you go and then also for our first table so the like every table is going to have a photo of us mm. so like table one will have the first photo of us and the last table will be a picture of us like two days prior so oh, you will dope. literally okay. watch us grow per table
1: that's cool i like that see that's smart see that's some cool stuff so we haven't made it that far yet but yeah see,
0: this is four years of planning guys but
1: see yeah see but because the thing is is we went with the venue we picked Mm -hmm. it's doing a lot of stuff for us we just get to pick vendors within that because our goal is we we will rather spend a little extra money just so that we don't have to deal with a lot of planning because of our schedules and or whatever Mm -hmm. but I like the hands-on I like y'all being able to go and pick out stuff Mm -hmm. that will show people that you got how you guys grown over those seven years that's 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 brilliant
0: uh, to us, it was special because like everybody thinks that we are the perfect couple where they're the Prince Charming and princess of everyone. And are we perfect? Absolutely not. That is the mm-hmm. furthest thing from the truth. But do we love and respect each other and have we grown as a person? Like when he met me at 23, like I deserve to be punched in the face to how obnoxious and entitled I was. Even when I was 26, when he proposed to me, I was obnoxious. It wasn't until the pandemic until I, like, grabbed my head and being like, you're actually not the queen shit of this world. Like, calm down. But, mm-hmm. like, it's yeah. just, again, like, watching yourself grow from the beginning mm-hmm. of your 20s to the end of your 20s. Because like, you're, you're you're a completely different person
2: mm-hmm. from
0: your beginning, middle, and end. Right? So, again, that's my advice to you people listening is if you make it to this far, this end of this podcast, is um, share shit that you want at your wedding and just... Do whatever you want. You want to have, again, do whatever the, you want. Fun flowers, have fun flowers. If you want a no mm-hmm. flower wedding, do paper flowers or paper arrangements. There's so many different things out there. Pinterest and Instagram are your friends. Yep. Just literally Google it. There's like literally everything is an inspiration. And um, don't go broke, kids, planning your yeah, wedding. It's not advice. worth it. Don't spend 60 grand on one day. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it. Now. Okay, we we if we talked about this is this is opening up to you for any anybody listening to this podcast that wants to propose their significant other what advice would you give them?
1: Um I would say know what they like. Do they like surprises? Do they like the cuz like do they want something more like I want to be at home when you propose, I want to be outside, I want to be at a restaurant? I want to be around people because if they don't like being around people and you're sitting here trying to propose out in public, then they're probably more than likely not going to like it. Uh, So kind of know their, their, uh, their style, I would say, when it comes mm-hmm. to proposing. And for me, because I'm creative, I mean, I could have probably, I don't know, I just think like, if you could be creative with it, then I would say that adds an extra element to it. To the nice little shock and awe kind of situation you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah just be yourself try not to um if over if you're if overdoing it isn't really your style then just don't you don't have to overdo it where you're Mm -hmm. at the beach and you got like secret photographers or whatever or you got them on a scavenger hunt just do whatever you think fits the you guys's mood your vibes you know Mm -hmm. i could have went the scavenger the scavenger hunt route but We're in a big city, and I mean, we got now we're getting in our cars to drive around or whatever. So yeah, I mean, just think about your surroundings and and your significant other's personality. I think too.
0: I think that's really great advice. Please listen to that. Listen to your partner because that's also going to be not only a special moment for them; it was a special Mm -hmm. moment for you. And if expectations aren't met, that's something that they're going to remember for the rest of their life. Now, I have. My final advice to anybody listening to this, I don't have as mine's a little bit more bleak. You as we both discussed on this podcast, like you know the person you're marrying. Like you you feel it in my bones. I can tell you, I had, I was literally, I was working at Michael's craft store, 23 years old, and I had a daydream about Jason. I was literally walking down the aisle, and I remember. We, I was like standing in a blue dress in a middle of field and I was looking at him and I was like this is my forever like I literally daydreamed that and wow. from that moment on well, before I've always... meeting him
1: or when you met him after I
0: met, had... him, after okay, I met okay, him after I met him after I met him I was like okay, okay. I was like this is a daydream I have to, I have to I have to be with him like I just I I saw my forever in his eyes um wow. when I looked into them and ever like even like and like we've we've had plenty of disagreements over the years. Um, but we've always knew that it was just me and him. It's me and him against the world. And we don't use the word divorce here because that's not an option for us. Even though we've talked about having a prenup and divorces happened, and I don't know Jenny 20 years from now, it's gonna use has the same photography but like mindset of when it comes to divorces. But currently we don't use the word divorce in this house because that's not an option. We're going to work through our problems together. Now, the bleak option I'm I'm getting at is if you're listening to this and you want to know what it's like to plan a wedding and you're dropping the hints and your partner's not getting it or they're not listening to you and you think a wedding is going to solve your relationship problems. I'm going to sit here and tell you it's not. Getting married does not solve Problems. it creates new problems such as communication Mm -hmm. and finances you will if you're having many disagreements before you're gonna have even more planning a wedding you're good you're you could have a disagreement over fucking bags okay like it could happen my advice is is if your partner is not ready to get married then don't force it because if you think a, a wedding is going to fix it, and guess what? After the wedding happens, it doesn't fix it. And you're like, you know what's going to fix this? Having a baby. Guess what, kids? It doesn't fix it. You got to you gotta work on each other. Listen to your partner. Listen to what they want. And, and this is going to be hard. Again, planning a wedding. This is what you want. You're like, I want to be I, this is my forever. But if you guys are on different ships, and you guys can't come together, you will always fight about the same things. And finally, whoever you're marrying, you're also marrying into their family. Yeah. You're also marrying into their beliefs. You're also marrying into their baggage and anything that comes with that. So please bear in mind that like planning a wedding looks amazing on Instagram. It looks amazing on Pinterest. You You can sit and Google every theme of wedding and you will come up with something. And that's great. But if you don't have the bones of a good relationship, it doesn't matter if you picked out orange invitations or daisies or you're you're getting married in a green dress and you're getting married in Ireland or Finland or pick a place. If it's not what you want or it's not what your partner wants and you just think that you're compromising to do it, don't get married you don't have to get married guys you don't have to do it you you could go 40 years not getting married all i'm saying is once you know you know and then the little things don't matter because you won't give a shit if your invites are purple or your flowers are white or your dress is green it doesn't matter at that point because you're just marrying your best friend and Make sure again you marry someone you like cuz then you'll love them. Facts. And make sh- yeah. and don't get like make and this is like spend time with them beforehand before like I want to get proposed to you cuz I find kids now want to get married at 21 and they want to have kids by 22 cuz of the Kardashians did that or the like Kylie did it. Guys, like marriage is a big deal and treat it as a big deal because we talked about divorce rates because people are like well it's like you're with my first husband whatever like I'll have a second husband or third husband like let's let's remove that mindset if it's if you're with a partner and you don't think they're forever that's fine you can be with them for as long as you want right but just don't get married because you feel like you have to get married because you're setting like because that's what society told us just get married because you want to do it and if your partner doesn't want to do it and you want to do it then that's a conversation you guys have to have and if you can't come to the agreement maybe they're not that one for you so i know i'm ending this on a bleak ending but weddings can bring out the best and the worst in you and if you get trapped up in the best because you're so focused on the bullshit of like planning the perfect wedding but you're forgetting that you're you're going to be married to this person for the rest of your life And maybe you pick them out of convenience or comfort, but you don't actually see a future with them. Like, don't get married because all you're doing is spending $30,000 on a day that you're going to regret. So my advice is make sure that you're happy and you want to get married and make sure and you understand the importance of being married, because if you think a marriage is going to fix your relationship, it's not. Yeah, true. So, again, not meaning to end this on a bleak conversation, but I wanted to have the real life fact of, I just thought I was like, cool, I just want to get married, and everything's awesome, and everything's great. And then, like, throughout the pandemic, I really learned what it was like to be a wife and being there for my partner, thick and thin, sickness and in health, the good and the bad, because... I was at a wedding a couple years ago and the person's like, you're going to have a lot of bad days, but remember your wedding day is a good day. And remember back to that moment of being happy. On your dark days, there's always light. And that's something that's always stuck with me in the last like several years is if your partner is right for you, you know, because going to the grocery store is awesome. Going to the... The gym is awesome. You can do whatever the fuck you want. There's no rules. There's no restrictions. Just be happy and don't force a wedding. Mm. And I hope you listen to some of this podcast and you take a bits of and pieces of what it's like to plan a wedding and how stressful it can be and what you'll fucking do to pay the bill. So, mm. Nard, do you have any final advice before I cap this off?
1: Just to enjoy the moment of wedding planning because you only typically have one shot at just planning it yep. and then once you have your wedding and it's so enjoyable just remembering all those little moments of wedding planning and how fun it was versus how stressful it, it, it can be uh just don't I just don't want people to miss out on those opportunities of how fun it can be
0: mm-hmm. because
1: it should be a fun and don't break the bank definitely trying yes. to break the bank
0: I could not agree more. That's such great advice. I would actually what I'd love to do um after you're married and I'm married, let's host another podcast know. and talk about let's what it's it. like, like our wedding days.
2: Yeah. And what, what our
0: it. expectations were going into it versus going out? Because if I can leave anybody with everything, your wedding day is gonna go as fast as possible. Yeah. So enjoy every moment and make sure you eat. Like make sure you eat.
2: Yeah.
0: And don't get okay. plastered. Like don't overdrink, because that's how you that's how people are gonna remember you being yeah, plastered at your wedding. Your guests can be plastered. You mm-hmm. have to be put together. You can be plastered at the after party. Mm-hmm. But don't be plastered like like the first dance. So
1: Oh yeah, I've never seen a couple. Oh, of that
0: oh I have. I oh, used to goodness. I used to cater for a lot of weddings. I've seen brides puke on their groups that's like if you're thinking i'm sinister from all this i love my partner i used to make wedding cakes for a living guys i used to deal with brides all the time and i could tell from the moment i would meet a bride if they'd actually marry the husband or if they were getting divorced i was that good at it because you could just tell how they talked to their service people and how they would talk to their husbands
2: Mm. Mm mm-hmm
0: And I was pretty, I was pretty accurate too. If I, who I thought was going to stay together versus who didn't even make it down the aisle. Some of them. Okay.
1: That's cool though.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I've made, oh God. 30, 40 wedding cakes in my life. Wow. I, again, I've seen it all. That's why my advice might be bleak, but I've seen brides come in crying to me because their partner's not understanding what they want or they feel forced into doing something mm. take it from me kids don't get forced into do something you don't want to do well nard it has been an absolute pleasure this 30 minute podcast has turned into two and a half hours i know um, you can you
1: might as well make it a six-part series no you know? i i Break it that, down. that, oh, that, that I
0: mean. is it defeats the point of it being real life now I know um where can we find your amazing work
1: um, you can find me on YouTube at Nard Villain and Janard. I have two YouTube accounts also on TikTok, Nard Villain, and my work website, the I love that.
0: Please go check out Nard Villain. Please go check out our other two podcasts we have out together. Go check yes. out our first one from this series, uh, What It's Like to Be Sober and our Summer Spotlight. Again, I thought that was so funny that, like, our third and first podcast came out in the same week of each other. That's,
1: yeah, that was crazy.
0: That just happened to be it that way. Um, I gotta, I have a sponsor for this, guys. Um, you guys heard from the Mashama podcast, Ice Cream Baby. Uh, if you are in Ontario or Canada and you're just like, man, it's hot outside and I want ice cream. Well, let me tell you, Chapman's has. 12 new flavors out that you can go and try. They're absolutely amazing. They sent me vanilla. Obviously, I'm a basic bitch. If you just look at me, you can tell this girl likes vanilla, but there's nothing better than fresh Ontario strawberries with vanilla ice cream. You can get this premium ice cream at No Frills, Sobey's, um, Zares, Blah Blah's, anywhere that you find ice cream, you can get it in there. Please go try it out. It's absolutely amazing. Um, If you do, please let me know if you like it because I'm an ice cream girl and especially planning a wedding. I've definitely eaten my fair share of ice cream because that's my stress food. But anyways, Nard, it has been an absolute pleasure you coming back here today. I'm excited for our next podcast, which I think should definitely be about mental health as content creators mm-hmm. because you've talked about burnout. I'm starting to circle back to burnout um Ooh, okay. as creating a new series and having a new job and planning a wedding and how stressful um all those things can be. So I would love to, the, for you to come back and talk about this as well this is also mental health awareness month please please Ooh. please it is important to take care of your mental health especially if you're a content creator or planning a wedding it is very difficult to get wrapped up into both of those concepts and forget who you are because you're so concerned about pushing out content um i have hosted a charity podcast with the mom cave please go check out that for if you're looking for any mental health advice and i think that we should definitely try to get one out um the mental health as a content creator um in this month so we can kind of yeah. shed some light of what it's like to be a content creator and how. how's sunday next sunday well
1: maybe we'll see i ain't gonna throw
0: that out <laughs> i was gonna say i'm like yo i can do next sunday that's your long weekend okay. that i can okay yeah, let's,
1: yeah I, let's do I can it. do
0: i can do the 27 28 that's no big that's no problem
1: oh but, okay well okay we'll talk behind this behind hi, the scenes there dude. you
0: go there we go kids as we know i cut nothing out but anyways it has been an absolute pleasure uh please 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 go check out nerd villain uh please um if you have any wedding advice that you're like saucy i I have i have no idea what i'm doing i'm not a fucking expert in any way shape or form but i have moved a wedding twice so i have a good knowledge of how weddings can create change everything but ben again been an absolute pleasure have a great rest of your night everyone bye